Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. For the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What the fuck is going on? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five, Jamie Vernon's. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Pretty sure there were no patrons this week. Like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> we did have a, uh, a returning Patreon, though. Uh, Aranka Georgina, thank you for those tits. Aranka, She's the best. She's hilarious. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, join the Patreon to get... That's the only way you can watch full, unedited episodes, right? Uh, yeah, we have but clips I, on the YouTube. But if you if you want the video, you have to join the Patreon. That's the only way we can see the real show go down. For now, yeah, who knows? I might switch it back. Making exclusive plus the post show, which we record directly after this show, and the throwbacks. We just had some fire ones. Uh, I forgot who they were though. Alex Cutter, Nick, Nick Cutter, Cutter, and the other one hasn't come out yet. So it was Zoltan. It was Zoltan, yes, but it will Futures. come out. It will come out in November. Anyways, they. I thought we had a lot of a good time there. Lots of fun. I agree. I think the the shittier the throwback, the better the content. Almost like and subscribe. Hit Mar, the how share was, button. How was your week? Oh, uh, you know, it feels weird because we did those throwbacks. So I was already here, but um, I had a high school reunion this week. You had a high school reunion. It was the uh, my high school's hundredth anniversary in the high school. Our reunion. high school. Our high school. Yeah. Our. Yes, all, our, all of ours. We yes. had a high school yeah. reunion this week. And you are, went? Are you no, a... No, I, didn't um, I didn't graduate. Yeah, so you're out of the competition. I did, I did not go either. I got You also didn't graduate? So neither of you are Glebe alumni. Well, well I am the only that, Glebe alumni. That's primarily... I had to work as well. That's probably why neither of you are invited. So I didn't the, want to go, uh, but I was thinking maybe I was just insecure about like, hey, so what are you up to? <laughs> oh, you did go? No, I didn't go. I couldn't go because I had to work, but if I did go, I think I might have a panic attack because <laughs> it's supposed to be a certain place by the time I came yeah. back to this high school. You, you could know. just lie. You could. Or 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 I was thinking some sort of um, hookup. Well, there were other grades there, you know? It wasn't like my class. Gotcha. All the girls you didn't fuck back in the day. One, just one out there. Who, who knows? Mars walking around with a BMW keychain and <laughs> like racing gloves on. <laughs> Does anyone want to go to my yacht tonight? <laughs> like, we know you, stupid. Yeah. We're on Facebook. Yeah. We can see that you're down at the fucking... Are you still doing your weather report? <laughs> uh, that hurts. Um, no, but I saw photos and it looked like a good time. And um, yeah, time goes by. And and it's just still beautiful out there. How did you see photos, Kamar? On Facebook. That's how I knew it was happening. <laughs> I just watched like a creep. You watched the live stream who on YouTube. Like, I'm trying to figure out like what kind of person would go. Who was like really into it that you saw was like you know, I, posting a lot of pictures. Um, girls, Monly. Girls that Monly. I knew. Monly. girls. But, but just in pictures that were posted, said, oh yeah, that person. And there was, there's people that I recognize who I haven't seen since high school. Hmm. But like I said, I, I had no reason to be there. 
I just can't imagine the people that liked high school enough to be like, I'd like to go back and reconnect with people I probably didn't get along with. Yeah, it's like this weird thing. Such a weird flex. Like, I guess if you're doing way better or you're hotter than you were, I could see you being like... I think so. That's why uh, I feel bad. The reunion episode of Always Sunny is one of the fucking comedic genius uh, shows ever. Have you seen that one? Where they do the dance and they think they're dancing one way. But then they show they're so how they're sweaty. they're so <laughs> drunk and disgusting, and the whole time, what's his name? The the air quotes handsome guy, uh, Mac. No, Max, the uh, gay guy. No, the uh, you know it's what's Mac, his name? Charlie and the other guy. The fuck is his name? His name is um, D and Elliot. Dennis. No. It's Dennis. 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 Yeah. Anyway, so Dennis the whole time is telling them how he was like the most popular guy in high school. And then, you know, everything was just in their imagination. It was beautiful. Great, yeah, I remember great that. episode. A little, little part of me wish I'd gone. I doubt that. Really? Yeah, of course. It, it, one of those, it, it, it's not going to happen again. I'm not going to make it for the 200. The 200. <laughs> Never know. You get on that Joe Rogan tip. You might make anything. Or the sauna. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was fine. Not a lot going on at all. The whole lot of nothing. I finally got Apple TV. Ted Lasso. Step up in the world. Yeah, watched a little bit of Ted Lasso. Don't really get what all the hype is about. Um, it's a feel good show. How do you yeah, not man. understand let, let feeling go. good? Oh, that's right. You don't feel good. No, he I have no feelings. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, just, I would have thought it would have been funnier. I would have thought, you know, with all the hype that was behind no, it, it was. Uh, no, I think it's like I said, it's more of a feel good sort of. With comedy, whatever. But I did start watching that. Um, so we're back to. Well, I had nothing going on this week, so I did Fair start enough. watching that uh, one with Will Ferrell and. Uh, fuck, I forget what his name is. Um, but it's the psychiatrist who like starts yeah. running the guy. Paul life. Rudd. Oh Paul my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on a Ike. true story, I had already listened to the podcast, so it's fun to like put. You know that faces to it. We talked about that a long time ago, but it's visceral. <laughs> we did well. I'm not too far into it. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about it again another some time. other time. Yeah, that's it. That's my week. Cool. Uh, my week was whatever. Saw Tom Segura last night. Bobby Lee open. That was nice. It was fun. Nice night out with the wife. Went to Retro Gusto. It's saw your good, saw your son. Place did you? Yeah. yeah. For your favorite pizza. It is really good pizza, Simon. Um, one of the young chaps who works there used to work at the bowling alley. Really? The guy with the curly hair there? Yeah. yeah. I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't know it was from the bowling well, alley. Well, that was his. Last night he he came, he was our server, and I was like, buddy, I, I feel like I know you. And he goes, that's so weird. I was going to say the same about you. And then we went through a laundry list of like... <laughs> like, how did you ever get to the bowling alley? It was, the last, the, last, it was yeah. the last thing he finally said. You know, I mean, I worked at the bowling alley, and Mary and I both were like, <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Yeah. yeah, he's a really nice kid. Super nice kid. Anyway, that was my week. There was really nothing to, uh, nothing, literally nothing to report. Kamar, can you go over the guest lists from this week so we can uh, rate it? I'd love to there, Matty. Or, um, or berate it as... Uh, <laughs> Joe kept with his um, quota, two Jews and a Samoan princess. <laughs> Listen, like, I don't want to start a whole Jew thing because Kanye is doing enough about that. But Jew or Jew, Jew has a lot of Joes on. 
Joe has a lot of Jews on. Yeah, we've we've uncovered no, something, I haven't said, we? Jew has a lot of Joes <laughs> on. It's true. That's a good point. Um. All yeah, right. So it was um, 1880. Now we know why it was held back. Tulsi Galbird. Galbird. Wow, you cannot. Gallbladder. Get, yeah, that's it. Uh, 1881, Godfather of hip hop, Rick Rubin. Robin. One of them. <laughs> Rick Robin. By, uh, <laughs> the unbeknownst Richard me, Roman. The Love of Simon's Life, 1882, Liza Schlesinger. You professed, you professed your love for her on the drive home last week. I, <laughs> I was there. This is the love he's, he's claiming I professed. Who do you think is hotter, Eliza or Nikki Glazer? He said Nikki. I said Eliza. That's this is my love. No, professing. no. You Nikki's said way hotter than Eliza. I don't think I said that. You, I I was there. No, we did no, fuck murder kill. We did that too, and you wanted to marry her there as well. Nikki so Glazer is going to clean your asshole with her tongue. Eliza Schlesinger is going to like give you a lecture on Simon. Her. Thinks Nikki Glazer is a faux slut. <laughs> yeah. I might agree with him. Agreed. I might agree that she might be one of those I, talk the talk and then walks zero. Walk. I believe we have been critical of her in the past, um, and but, we'll be critical of her in the future because <laughs> she's horrible. But we said Amy Schumer, Elijah oh, Schlesinger, kill, 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 or Nikki Glaser. Kill. Who do you like the, out of those three of those? You don't have to kill them, whatever. No, you, Can have, I to, still you kill have to kill Amy them Schumer? all. <laughs> you have to kill them all. Amy Schumer sucks. All right, I rate the week. This is going to be a real tough one to rate. It's going to be a real tough one to rate. Especially for Simon. It's a very easy one to read. Love of his life, isn't it? So. <laughs> what is going on here? So I'm pretty sure my math works out to uh, two and a half. <coughs> which is what I'm going to go with, the two and a half. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a week at two. Yeah. I'm going a one, a one, and a two and a half in no particular order. So. You're giving Rick Rubin a two and a half? No, I'm giving the love of my life a two and a half. No, I'm I'm giving Rick There's Rubin a two and a half, again. not because of him, because Joe ruined the episode. But like, we'll just have to. We'll get there. We'll get there. If you want to hear my hot take, you're gonna have to listen to the That's whole episode. Super interesting. Joe ruined it. <coughs> Joe ruins everything. Yeah. At this point, I thought it was Adam. No, Joe killed. Joe Adam ruined Adam and, and took, took over, over the position. Job. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kamar, let's uh, get it going. Kirk Cousins, one for four with eight yards yeah, we'll in the just, first quarter. We'll just get out of the way. 1880, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard? What is it? What is what? Tulsi Gabbard? Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. 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 Doesn't seem like a very But you say Gabbard, you say Galbard, you say... Glabbard. Crowbar. Regardless. Chelsea Regard. <laughs> Chelsea Regard. That's where I thought he was going with that. We, we all agree she can get it. Um, she's retired. Call her Chelsea. It's Tulsi. <laughs> no, I don't agree. She can get it. What I, she let's, over Eliza? No, I'd fuck Eliza before. See, the uh, guy's madly in love with this chick. Oh, sorry, I'd fuck Nikki above her too, man. I don't Tulsi's like, like Tulsi. Yeah, I don't like Tulsi. And talking she's, about a woman who is just going to tell you what to do. She's a smooth talking Samoan princess. Her mom's from Indiana. I thought that was interesting. What a Samoan princess. Her mom's from Indiana. What do you think she's going to do? We know what she's going to do. Going she's going to lose. run as an independent, and she's going to make sure that <laughs> Trump wins. That's pretty much what happens. No, right? Because she probably does get some of the vote away from Biden. But, okay, so her doing means she's no. going to go ask for money. 
She's going to ask people to give her money to pay for That's her life. That's the only way you can And afford. for her to not do anything. I'm so confused. What are you talking about? I see what he's saying is you have to, you live off donations. What's she actually going to do now? Like, how well, is she, she going to make money is his question. How does Tulsi Gabbard live her life day to day? Well, her podcast. Okay. I, I, I forgot she had a podcast. But I, I just, I, I, what do you mean day to day? Like she ran for she president before, yep. but she was still the House Senate she representative or whatever. You get paid as a- now she's not getting paid by anybody. And how is she? Well, she's going to get some uh, people to back her, right? Yep. That's Kamar's point, though. Is it's like a, it's like a GoFundMe you set up pretty much where you're like, I'm going to try to make eh, the country better. Because she's but- refusing to take uh, political donations. Is that? Oh, no, she's probably going to no, take she's, those. She's, she's only taking she's, those. Avoiding herself from taking democratic donations. So I just, I'm not sure. I or she's bringing Democrats over to begin your, I, your I, question. I, the whole, I think the big thing is just politicians in general. Like, what the fuck do they actually do? What he's saying is this, Simon. She's going to be obligated to somebody. Hear me out, Simon. What I think, believe what he's trying to say is if you're a politician who works for the government, you're a government employee. We call you a politician, but at the end of the day, you work for the government, right? Okay. Like, my mom is not a politician. She's retired now, but she worked for the government, right? Okay. What he's saying is, if you're a politician who is not elected... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you are, at that point, you just have an OnlyFans where you don't get naked in hopes that you get a government job. Am I correct? I, I, I'm not sure. She's She never specified what... If everything worked out best for her, where she ends up. I'm just... You're wondering. just saying because she doesn't have a lot of money? Because lots of people run for office without being part of the so, government. So, okay, then she is running for a government job. You're not... Of course she's running for a government job. Simon? She's running for president of the United States. You're missing the point. No, I think he's missing no, the no, point, no. but go Hold ahead. On. I believe what he's saying is this, is like, let's say you're running for, I don't know, the mayor of Ottawa. Just low level, right? You probably have a job while you're running. Right? So maybe you're a lawyer during the day and you're okay. campaigning. So you still have an income. You're obviously looking for political donations because signs and ads, that cost money. But you have a job that is, I think what he's saying is, what is, like, if Tulsi doesn't have a speeches, job, she's just gonna give if, she, if she doesn't have a job, then what she's doing is she's out there saying, I'd like you, the American taxpayer, to donate money in hopes that I can get a job in the government and make wherever I am better. That's all. I'm not trying to indict her. I'm no, not. she's running for president. She's not running for the mayor of Kansas. I get you know it. What and I guess mean? what? We all, even she said it, she knows she's not going to win. You know she's not going to win. He knows she's not going to win. I, I know she's, she's not going to win. So the point still remains, she's asking taxpayers <laughs> to give her money so for nine months, two years, she can push to be something we know she's not going to be. I think it'd be better if we could go back uh, the politician that Joe supported. Joe Jorgensen. But wait, sure. she must think she can win. Why? Well, because otherwise, why bother? Listen, I know people that live with tons of delusion. You're coming around, Simon. Simon, I know people that are 40 and are still like, my rap career is going to take off any day now. She's not delusional, though. She said she wanted to be president. And then she said, but I'm going to run independent. So let's go over the last hundred years of presidencies. Who was the last independent to win? Hey, yo, though, in this situation, that's actually more realistic than her saying, I'm going to win the Democratic Party. I agree. That's impossible. We've seen that's like more impossible than winning as an independent. I agree. Both okay. of them are impossible. No. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, 
Ross Perot almost did it. A no, billionaire, he but he was a billionaire. But that you don't know who is saying to Tulsi well, behind the scenes. We do. It's do, Klaus Schwab. Do the, <laughs> yes, that's exactly who it is. Do this. I'll take care of everything else. You just be the face. I think that's the biggest crime of this one. I mean, he could have done. He didn't ask on. about going to if that we school. know that she she's met Klaus Schwab or there's we've seen a picture of her in the room with him. Or no, she went hand. to that university. Yeah. So or whatever um, it was, it's not a university. It's something. And inquire about that. Maybe that'd be at the risk of discrediting her. I just I just wonder what politicians actually do because they talk about they represent the people, but politicians can't be thinking about me all day that I voted. A politician I voted for isn't thinking about me all day. And how can I make Kamar's life better? She spe- Joe's <laughs> Kamar's life. The, the way that that's how they talk, right? Paul just like, I'm going to do it for you because you can't. Okay, but I don't get it. Like, Joe spent the whole episode sucking her dick about how she lit Kamala <laughs> Harris up. Joe could ask a simple question like, hey, maybe you want to clear up this whole Klaus Schwab yeah, thing. Yeah, no, that, that's the biggest. It happens every once in a while that there's just a elephant in the room, so to speak, that isn't addressed. Uh, but then they talked about Pelosi, just corrupt politicians. She's been there 35 years. She's got to go. Get that lady the fuck out of there. And the weirdest thing is, despite the insider training, where her district, which she's been in charge of, is San Francisco. <laughs> like, which is a total shithole. How can... it's It's got to be taken away from her sort of thing. Um, no, but this is exactly what we were talking about last week or the week before, right? Like, you have to... All of these people who have like formulated the rules to fit the best way for them to make, they all have to go. Mm-hmm. Dude, let's think Just about this for clean a second. House. Let's think about this. And, and only if they got like immunity. And here's my question. Sorry, Matt, just before you go on, you have some like rebel rouser president. Um, who gets in somehow a Bernie or whoever, somebody who's really like not, in the pockets of all these um, cogs that are already running the machine, why can't he just come in and fire everybody? Like, we've never seen it before, and we say, oh, well, that can't happen. Why? Why can't the president, if he comes in, fire one? just fucking, as much as he can, there are some positions he can't get rid of. I don't think you could fire elected officials. Supreme Court judges, fine. But everyone you could get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Every crony submit, you could get rid it. of. That's what Trump tried to do. And no, we saw no, what happened to him. No, no, no that's, that's not what happened. Not, oh, that is kind of what he tried to do. And then replace them with members of his family, which, you refill, know, just refill opens, the swamp. Uh, but with, I think more the backlash was the media coverage. With more pretty lizards. That's the what leaks, he wanted. The leaks, the leaks. But just think about it for a second. What What's the leaks, the leaks, the leaks? Well, just had he, say Trump had played ball. Done everything powers that be wanted him to. Kurt. Maybe the news wouldn't cover him so bad. What does that have to do with him draining the swamp? Well, uh, he's saying, couldn't some bombastic guy come in there and just fire everyone? And I thought that was what Trump tried to do. Why do you? You don't have to be bombastic. No, no, no. You could. He said rabble rouser. What I'm saying is, you could you could play ball, get the Democratic nomination, win the presidency, and then turn around to all the Democrats and go, "Oh, remember all that stuff I said? 
you're gone. Sure. You're gone. And you're making it seem, Kamar, like Trump's interests weren't in making more money and making people he knows make more money. And ju- that's I was, inherently I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to infer why that. he was there, right? Like, that's why they're all there, is it not? Him in particular, though. I, I Come agree. on. Like, we got yeah. sold that fucking. I think Nancy I'm going to drain the worse swamp. than uh, Donald Trump. I mean, well, again, hold on. I think they're both terrible. Hold on. But he's probably right in the sense that if she's been doing this for 35 yeah. years, that Donald Trump had four years. Sure. <laughs> but trust me, if Donald Trump had 35 years, he would do it for 35 years. Well, the difference, though, is that Donald Trump got scrutinized the whole time, whereas Nancy Pelosi's flown under the fucking radar. There's photos of her with JFK. You know bad. what I mean? Like I said, fire them all. And I want to go back. So not only did they throw Martha Stewart in jail. Oh, for insider trading. Um, then let's think about GME, that guy, Keith Gill, Roaring Kitty, uh, a regular family man who saw Elaine made an investment and the fucking government and people tried to sue him and the government went after him. Like, hold on. You're telling me that an elected official is sitting up there making $500 million in insider trading. This guy did nothing wrong. Martha Stewart really is the best example though, because here's this woman who, whatever, another celebrity who's playing the game when you have Pelosi and her husband who are running like the most blatant um, insider trading ring and they send her to prison. Like it's hilarious. Their insider trading is worse. Like Martha Stewart. It's one thing if you have a friend high up at a company. Yeah. That's like, Hey, listen, we might go public and you could, it's another to be like, I know for a fact that six months from now, we're going to drop a trillion dollar fucking uh, contract to this company like what they're what nancy pelosi is doing is really like the essence of insider trading because everything gets run through her all of those decisions like the oldest boys club of them all and she's a woman go figure that's she's what, got a big old set of tits that's why that helps in a that's boys why club. you say it's got to be dismantled uh she spoke of a bully mentality in the like almost like high school like you're here now you're doing it like whoever you know, it's like bad culture in sports or, or anything else. That, I guess, is the person who's running the country right now because they or that collective got Biden. Those are always the worst, uh, like, companies or organizations are the ones who, like, do nothing but spout how much good they do. And then in the background are just doing horrible things. Which to right? me, and I'm biased, obviously, that's what feels like the Democrats are the number one app. The Republicans are bad at everything they do, but it seems like the Republicans are who they right. The Lions are who we thought they were. That's in my opinion. I I, I clearly I mean, don't know what I'm talking about. No, you make a good point. Like all the crime bills, you know, all the major crime bills in the last forty years have been Democratic. Bills they seem the like most part. Well, Kamala Harris is a great example, yep. right? Like there's a she's on the right side i mean the left side but the right side in you know doing the right thing and look at her track record she well did what goes to show is the um, opposite of what her party is supposed to stand for i try to if you watch nancy pelosi now you, you can't tell what's going on well you just I, look at her tits it's crazy you can't pay attention to but, anything else but but the, the stammering <laughs> and just the old lady speak. <clears throat> but i went back like 20 years ago or 15 years ago she was on charlie rose yeah. He sort of was the first podcast. So that's no the way, idea yeah. of just sitting at a table having a conversation. I think he got me too'd. Anyways, what was interesting is she was at me against, at, the, at this time, uh, against the war in Iraq. 
Interesting. Like pushing back against George Bush at the time saying. Yeah, but that was the party line. Exactly. I mean, and now she, she's probably giving money to Ukraine. So I was, it seemed like she was purporting to be anti-war, but. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. When is it, it comes around. Is it giving money to Ukraine or is it that you've invested heavily in a company that's over in Ukraine and you're going to give them the money and you're basically just giving it to yourself? That's more likely than not what's happening, right? But and and in her mind, I think she's like, yeah, this is just the way it goes. I mean, we do that. I mean, it, no, it, but he if, makes a really good point. Like, do you really think any of that money really gets to Ukraine? No. Well, it does in in the form of debt like and Ukraine weapon, will, and Ukraine weapons, will be in debt for the rest of their lives. Um, they talked about the silly thing in California where they are putting the thing to ban gas cars in 15 years, and the next week, like, you can't charge your cars, which just shows that it's probably... That's a crazy idea, though, right? Like, telling everybody to switch over to electric when your grid obviously can't... Unless handle. they're just saying that as an added... And now you can't even charge cars because you're using these gas cars. So you got to get off the gas cars Or faster. it's like a gotcha bitch, you know, <laughs> as soon as you get everybody to turn over. Listen, from what we've learned about the California grid, we don't know what the fuck is what. Since Enron. That's what he's saying. All the way back then. Um, I'm just saying it can be easily manipulated for any number of reasons. It could be either side doing it for, a num- you know, who knows. She- no, so if they, I mean, look, I... If they wanted to shut you down next time there's a pandemic and they want to make sure that nobody's going from state to state, just shut down the grid and nobody can drive. Like, I guess it's the same thing as not having gas. That's the, yeah. but the gas stations are owned by private companies. But you could shut down the grid right now and just give people no power. Also, well, that would right? fuck everyone over, but that's so obvious. This is like. You know, we're doing it for your better job. I guess they could. And it seems like if there were enough powers that be that are upset with whatever, that would happen more often. Yeah. I don't see them as like fortified, the grid so protected. Like that transformer station on, um, say, Maravel and Carling. Like you could drive, you could steal a dump truck and drive it through there. Well, nothing's that protected. Like we have this illusion of protection yeah. because they spend all that money on the <clears throat> missiles or whatever. But like 9 11, okay, here's a good example 9 11 happens and everybody is outraged, obviously. This has never happened on US soil before. How many people died at 9 11? 4,000? I think it was. 3,000, maybe you, it's four. If yeah. you were like a, a terrorist group and you wanted to like do ma- maximum damage, you wait until like Christmas time, you put a bomb into a shopping center. You'll kill way more people, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, And that h- hardly ever happens. You're suggesting a bunch of plots. Well, I'm terrorism. just saying that like if there was that much internal terrorism in the United States, yeah. that's the most effective way to do it. Um I mean, not the most effective way, but the you know, put a bomb on a train that's running under a. Well, they did that in Spain. Okay, I'm just saying that. I mean, when was the last time that happened in the U.S.? I don't want to give anybody any ideas. Obviously, you know. I don't think we have a big listenership. I was over just there. gonna say, but mostly terrorists. So I imagine that you know. Um, I, you know, I don't know. She echoed a point that um, Liza mentioned too. 
Because Liza's obviously a lefty. I mean, she was a lefty. She's fighting herself in the middle. We're not. Ta- we're talking about Tulsi. <clears throat> he knows. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm just making sure. Where she was saying, it, especially in the in the left, you can't support enough causes. If you if you support this, then well, why aren't you supporting this? Like it's 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 a never ending. Well, you're still bad because you're not but on it's this not side. Like that on the right. It is like that on the right. If you support uh, gun control, you also support abortion, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just towing party lines. Yeah, but none of those are progressive. What he's saying is like new ideas. What he's saying is they're almost counterintuitive. Like now, if you're a true feminist, you're anti-trans. I mean, you're not, but all sides are guilty. I'm not trying to demonize the Democratic Party more. Okay. She just said the exact same thing Liza said. Have you guys seen What is a Woman? No, no. I don't know what the box office would be either, so it seems like a well, weird I movie don't game. think it's a movie like that, but you guys should watch it. It's in, it, even though it's like maybe seems like a gotcha, the guy isn't gotching anyone. It almost feels like a Nathan for you. You cannot believe these it's people. It's on are. some network, though. Ben Shapiro's network, I think. Which so, yeah. is what? Radio Free Truth Radio One. Raheem? I don't know. What? Because uh, Candace Owens just released a movie. Oh, I'm sure all that's about a real like good the, one. Um, White Lives Matter. Yeah, the back uh, conspiracy conspiracy behind. Sorry, are you okay? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. Conspiracy behind Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd and where did the money go and this and that. There's she did a whole documentary about it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure people. A real I'm sure gotcha, people stole. But it's only available on. Um, fuck it's. They talk about it on Rogan all the time. It's that new right wing, yeah, like Truth Network. network or no, whatever it's the not fuck Truth, it truth is. Network though. It's uh, a- anyways. It doesn't matter. I won't get hung up on it. Um, but that seems like a real gotcha. She's she's trying to follow the money, which for sure in any of those types. Daily of things, Wire. Daily that's Wire. It. That's it. Truth Network, like I said. <laughs> I just knew it had like a, a official sounding name. It sounds like a newspaper. Yes. Yeah, like an old newspaper. Please come get your daily why here. Yep. Mental note to yourself to watch it. it was very <laughs> oh, you, you watched ones? I've, or, I've seen it. Yeah. Or what is a woman? What is a woman? Oh, I thought you were talking Not about the Candace, Candace Owens. Owens. Yeah, I was you like, haven't I really seen it. I, I heard she was doing something to Kanye, and now that I know that's what it is. Well, Con- <laughs> dude, Kanye is like, what is going on? Have Kanye you seen any on. of the interviews he's been giving? I haven't cared about anything Kanye has ever done ever. Well, first of all, he's claiming some hilarious things. He's saying his kids got kidnapped by the Kardashians. This is his. uh, He's going with that, and they're Jews, right? Um, part Jews, physically or psychologically. Your dad was a Jew, right? Physically Jews or psychologically Jews? That's a good question. Are you physically a Jew or psychologically? <laughs> his kids being kidnapped. Like his kids being kidnapped. Watched them or they no? Like he couldn't get to them when he wanted to or something. And apparently he's calling out. Like I don't know if he like put out a call to all the like hard guys he knew and was like, "Let's posse up and go get my kids," because now he's calling everybody out that they're weak and fake because they didn't come. Answer the call. Answer the call. Puff Diddy and... Uh, it's P. Diddy or Puff Daddy. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll call him whatever the yeah, fuck you I can. want. Call him Diddy Comb Bast. Um, Sean Combs. How about that? Is that his name? As it was Sean Combs, yeah. Can I... It's a weird flex to me. I was thinking about his whole, like, Jew rant. And I was like, it 
It would make sense if he was like a washed up artist, like if he was like a Gary Coleman. You know what I mean? Like really struggling, smoking crack. But we found out a couple months ago he's worth like a couple billion dollars. He's the richest black man ever, and he won't uh, hesitate to tell you. Yes, it is true. Is all his money in mattresses now? Well, no, but but what do you got to do with all his cash? (laughs) But you see, my you see what I'm saying is it's a weird flex to be like I've. If he is the richest black man ever, which doesn't that doesn't seem right. Well, but, we'll look it up because it is. Okay. Um, if he is like, it's a weird flex to be like the Jews have been holding me down. Like how in Hol- ris- in you- Hollywood? That's what he's saying. So wait, I, so the idea I guess, is that I, I made know. it to the top of music and fashion, but because they wouldn't let me to the top of Hollywood, or or uh, I don't know, maybe it's in fashion too. I think he's because he's in a huge like disagreement with like people about Virgil Abloh and whether they were even friends or the whole thing's crazy, man. Like, but he's like, Kanye's a bum and he's a fucking, he's honestly, he's a bit Looney Tunes. I have no problem saying Listening that. to him talk about Pete Davidson now though, he's just like, uh, I needed to get my kids away from that heroin addict, Pete Davidson. <laughs> like it's just no holding back. Oh man. But yeah, shit's going to go down with Kanye. Yeah, clearly. What more could go down? Like I jail? I don't know what's going to happen. Murder? No, I, I just, <clears throat> I have no idea. Um, th- Then they got into it uh, deep about gender, which, I mean, if you've heard this podcast, we've talked about no, we haven't. these things ad nauseum. But I did not well, know. Well, he finally brought up that he really went in on Adam Ruins everything. Yeah. Um, he did uh, admit to destroying him, as the internet <laughs> would say. But they were saying there's some states where they can take your kids away if you're not complying with their gender choices to the yeah, kid wanting nuts. to. Um, and also another case of a girl who had a litter box put in the school. Oh, my God. When I heard that, I was like, what are you fucking kidding me? That's got to be one of one. Like, you know, when they say everyone, yeah, they're just pulling the whole the thing's one, going yeah, mad. Yeah. I mean, I still think the world's gone mad What's even crazier though, Kamar, is that the mom came in and, and was like, "My, because that's the real problem." Rich kids, moms, because that because we that's something where you'd be like, "There, the schools are out of control." That's not the schools being out of control. That's the school kowtowing to a fucking but like great batshit crazy Karen mom. We're talking about the, uh, the cat litter the in that. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, look, yeah, I'm not, but yeah, I I I, I see where you're going. Kanye, six point six billion dollars. Reportedly, wow. makes him the richest black man ever. Holy shit! African American man ever. Change the world. Uh, then they talked about the big boobs, which I brought up. That I believe it is a troll. Um, Joe kept saying he's from Washington. He, I think he's, he's getting confused. Washington, into, Vancouver, they're close, you know. But um, it's like this part of the world has gone mad. Like I said, I was to, I watched that documentary on Haiti, which still is in the news. But Haiti's like on the brink right now. There's a big gang that's stopping them from getting gas, and American troops are in there. I don't know why it's not on the news. So Haiti and Dominican Republic, same, same island. island, split in half, right? They have like a Jurassic Park wall. Really? Between the two. A Jurassic Park wall. <laughs> um, so sorry, what were you saying before that? Though, all these places do not care about any of this gender stuff. I saw another one on Sudan or South Sudan. Like, forget about... Most of the world is not at an advanced place. 
to take gender and uh, yeah, but that's a weird flex to be like South like, South Sudan doesn't care about gender. Like yeah, a place no, they also do women circumcisions, they, you know, and they're all addicted to. Gluten. I don't know if they do that. I'm just you know, there's these places need more help with infrastructure and just like being brought up. Then we need to work on making uh, litter boxes in schools. Is my opinion. Yeah, I guess you just don't want to conflate like litter boxes with maybe some other um, gender thing that isn't so crazy, you know? I think it's all crazy, so that's where I'm at. Like, I'm I'm fine. Do whatever you want to do, but we don't have to change laws or take children away from their parents if they don't comply. Like, the, the shark has jumped the tank. Sorry, take children away from their parents if they don't comply. He was saying there's certain states where, and again, we didn't look into this. We're going off what Tulsi said. She said there are certain states where the state can take away the child from the parents if the kids like if the kids saying I'm a you know enter gender here and they're not said gender right. at birth. That's child abuse. Like it's there was a and, case yeah. in Canada. I'm not sure how it ended. Maybe with the dad going to prison. Okay. Where he wouldn't go along with the the gender change that the mom and the daughter or son wanted. Yeah, that's insane. He just, he he just would, sounds like a douchebag. He would go out of his way to. But I bet you he just really cares about his daughter. You don't know, like he he's not doing as a political stunt. I don't know. I haven't looked. Into yeah, it. yeah. Again, I this? don't know a lot. About Even if it, it was a political stunt, we're gonna throw him in jail. Well, yeah. If he's just using his daughter to like make. Um, prison, come on. We're going to throw someone in prison? Well, we should discourage people from using their kids. If, if, I if fully that, agree. If that's but what as a political doing. tool. If that's what he's doing, he should be discouraged. Maybe not jail, but maybe jail, and then no one will do it. It would be like... I don't, uh, I don't think that is... A, I think it would be like that teacher dirty. dressing his child in giant boobs and sending them to school, you know? That's, that's an interesting statement. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the boobs are bigger than the child. Yeah. Kids just like saddled in. But I mean, look, by that logic, hold on. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to just throw this out there, though. Please do. Can a child then decide that they want implants earlier? After, after they're 18. Only after they're 18. I, that's where I come from. No, no, but I'm, I'm, is that the oh, law? But Simon's bringing up like, then what? So if that kid is, if that kid's 12 and goes into a doctor, they don't want to change their sex. They just want to have bigger boobs. I Are look they at allowed like, to tattoos do that? or piercing. Or getting rubber uh, implants in your face. Uh-huh. That's how I look at it. I, do, I, do, I don't know what the rules is. But the, the, I, I wasn't. I was asking what the, the If law I was king was. of the world. Yeah, you're not. I'm old enough to do all that stuff. If I was king of the world. That's what you would focus your time on? No, he would I focus. would just make drugs legal and let every all the other dominoes fall where fall. they may. Uh, where does it all come from? Universities, which sort of makes sense. Because half these programs and stuff, there is no job, of course not for you out there. So you have you have to propagate it to make your department. To, it's 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 like the um, what job does intellectual uh, military? No, in industrial the intellectual industrial, industrial complex, complex. Yeah, of like we've got to create more women's studies or gender studies or gender fluidity to propagate to keep our research going into this field to make the world a better place. Kumar might have just uh, coined a term there. What term? Had I said it smoothly? Intellectual industrial complex. Hmm. It's a theory. Um, I like it. I like it. 
I like it. I don't know because I haven't been around university in a long time, but I wonder if it is like if you were to sit in a cafe or something, you'd over here listen to people, you'd be like, How, this shit is woke. Or if it's completely conflated. Listen, there are people that listen to this podcast that think I'm like some woke piece of shit. When I hang, like when I go to Parker's to hang out or whatever, and there's young kids there, they look at me like I'm an 80 year old racist piece of shit. Oh yeah. 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 Like Sometimes they, my daughter will say, oh, well, you can't say that. Yeah. I'm like, say what? Well, the weirdest thing is I'm like, you know That's that why I'm, we wrote that joke. Yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. I don't want my name on that joke. I'm proud of it, but I don't oh no! I, I attribute <laughs> no. He it to says you. when he gets on stage, my buddy, he goes, "My friend, my, Simon my Jewish Anderson. buddy." Yeah, this is what he says. This to is me. his address. So he says this is to his me, business. Um, and after that, she then denounces the Democratic Party, and so she's so she, that's why this one was stalled. Exactly, because exactly, exactly. It was what a bunch of it was all political timing on her th- part. Oh, I'm not going to have politicians on Thank anymore. You. I Thank don't want to do that anymore. That's not the podcast that I want. We got used. Fuck you, Joe. Thank you. She exposed, although we already knew the collusion within the Democratic Party vis-a-vis Bernie Sanders, vis-a-vis whoever you want. Everyone thinks they're going to win, and they're like, no, Joe Biden from his basement should be the man to lead this country. Um, Ron DeSantis, they talked about him. uh, He looks like a used car salesman. No? I don't know what he looks like. No, he looks like a politician. He went to Harvard and Yale and served in the armed forces. How do you go to Harvard and Yale? He went to Harvard Law School. He went to Yale for university. Have you seen the the memes of like uh, Trump and Elon and um, who was Newt? Not Newt. Um, who was the Mormon guy? Who was the Mormon guy? Mitt Romney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They all have that weird like triangular upper body. So they noticed. were saying they all had these suits, you know, like the Tesla. No, no. We they all stand stand weird with their arms straight in their suits. Like it's so peculiar. I'll show you. That's how the lizards think we stand. That's how they stand. <laughs> we as a society are trash, and we can sort of think in Canada we're a bit classier, a bit more above it. But the fact that um, why why would we think that? I, I attack politics is everything. Oh, you're it, talking. Ju- it just isn't a person saying, oh, Jesus Christ. Positive. We're positive. Did it make it across the table? Like, wow. Right. Direct hit to my nice. eyelid. This um, is why Simon was in a bubble for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> we don't have that as much here. Every now and again, you'll see an ad where you're like, oh, that was rude. But if, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If everyone's just, just running on their ideas, like, I don't even know who the other person is, that I'm running against, but. The, it's the complete opposite. It's just they do this, they do this, do this. Like our mayoral race right now has a lot of mudslinging going on. I've never uh, seen an Ottawa election be quite so Yeah, it, 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 controversial. it just works because the best motivators, as she said, are anger and fear. I think I told you guys, I saw a very refreshing, and it was from the States, a very refreshing political ad the other day where... um. One guy walks in from the, the right and he's like, I'm uh, running for Democratic whatever. And then this other guy walked, I guess he walked in from the left, sorry. And then the other guy walks in from the right. He's like, I'm running for the Republican riding in this district. 
And he goes, one of us is going to win, one of us is going to lose. And then they shake hands. But he's like, at the end of the day, we're both trying to make this place better. Why don't we all try to make it better together? And I thought that was really refreshing. That and then can we do a follow-up to watch I was just going to say, but no, I was just going to say to smash cut to them doing a debate <laughs> where he's like, you know, this guy fucks his neighbor, right? Thing yeah. of him with a baby yeah. that we do not know. He did not have sex with yeah. a baby in that picture and yeah. he's done. It's just, it's just gross. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a blight on us as a society, though. There's, ah, what did they do bad? And then they talked about the Ukraine war. Uh, she didn't make it seem like a rosy picture. But it is, with so many broken systems, the political system, the drug system, the gas system, the, like... The intellectual... Um, this experiment fuck, in freedom, it. which it is, and it's great to be free, like... You let the companies be way too free, obviously, because they melded themselves with the bodies that were meant to protect you. Well, it was a mistake making them a person. That was, I think that was a... I'm just saying many mistakes were made. It, it is far from a perfect system. Continue to be made. And yet nobody has any interest in doing anything differently. Well, no one has any interest in fixing it because there's too much money involved and too many people getting rich. I if, feel, sorry. I was just going to say, if enough people banded together and let's say you had thousands of people showing up in front of whatever political office every day, not in violence, just in this is we believe you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. They would have to talk about if this was happening in multiple states at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The problem is whenever there's any sort of like giant uprising like that, it just descends into some sort of madness. Well, they just get the horses and run them out. And then all you hear about are the riots and the looting and the this and the that and the other shit is forgotten. And then we just go back to status quo. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, nothing changes. But besides, um, what were you talking about last week? The um, uh, Wall Street. Uh, Occupy. So that there's like an example of that getting started and just nothing. Like what yeah. the fuck happened? It got way you worse. You know what I mean? They crashed the economy twice since then. Or like if you believe Candace Owens, like Black Lives Matter was just another way to, you know. Siphon money. Well, that's what everyone's been saying. All these things are like, look how progressive we are, but we're still making record amount of profits. And that's the actual problem. I feel like you always find that though. Whenever there's a, whenever there's any sort of like, Look at this defensive tackle from Ottawa. What? Plays for what? Never. Really? Your point was that point? <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's rare. You see Ottawa on the I screen. know, but it's really hard to listen to someone and them just yeah, like. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Listen, give me a fucking Pink bird. bird. <laughs> what? Fine. I forgot what we were talking about. Who cares? There's no way I was making a good point. What Ukraine war. I think I would say half the world, if, if we'd have a nuclear holocaust, would be like, ah, now you know how we live. Like when she says it would ruin our way of life, it's our way of life, which is maybe needs to be. No, she means she doesn't mean it'll ruin our way of life. She means it will ruin everyone's way of life everywhere. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think it's overblown, as we've we've discussed. Well, until we see it happen, but I think we'd just be bombed back to the Stone Ages. I don't think it'd be just. But the Stone the Ages is not just habitable. Either way, the Stone Ages is not like, oh, I just don't have the same way of life anymore. Like, that's a... That's what I'm saying. For us, it'd be a real... Um, 
step back for most of the world to be like, ah, now you know how we live. I know, but if it's if it does that to us, what do you think it's going to do to them if they're already living third world? Like they're just wiped off the map completely. I don't know. Maybe it even there's no infrastructure to build back. But maybe their they their life suck because they're oppressed by us. Like they're oppressed, oppressed by us. And uh, once we fall apart, they'll be able to flourish. In, in any event. They played that um, Fallout commercial. But they've been making, hold on, the U.S. government has been making those, like, just get under your desk videos for, like, the better part of 100 years. There's no difference if you go back and look at the videos in so the 40s. So like, you think um, they resolve all this issue in the Ukraine and stuff, but five years from now, they'll do another one just to fill our quota of telling people what to do? And, and the advice was stupid. It wasn't like... It was like get iodine or like. But that's my point is all those videos are stupid because they know that if a nuke gets dropped on the city you're in, there's no fucking. Oh, I'll get under a desk or I'll go to the basement or unless you have a fucking actual fallout shelter, you're fucked. Uh, None of us think that they aired that commercial because they think, oh shit, we're losing control of the situation over there and this may happen. I think that's probably why they played it. Yeah, someone somewhere thinks we. A nuclear bomb could hit no, I also New think York that, City, so we got to play this ad. I also think that fear is a good way of keeping people in line. We, you got this, New York. Um, and then they finish off talking about leaders, and you do need a communist, or you do need communism to compete with communism. Like, a, a, a system that has one ruler and one direction, the only way you can equal them is if you have one leader. Like You can't have these parties... Um, every four years, dismantling what the other person did, like that's the fair system which we have. But but that's, well, that's not just tr- it. They really can't dismantle anything, right? Like we've seen this. a program here, a program. You there. can't come in and just take away all the military budget. Like there's way more to it than that. That's the only thing is if, if people just stopped um, enlisting. Never, Every, never gonna happen because it's such a good job for so many people in so many countries. Well, and a lot of people like pride in it. Will. And do you and not think you. they just have robots ready to go? Like, well, that would put a big dent in their budget. Imagine what the food and like gear budget for armies are. Every you know year. what I think their fear would be, Simon, mm, of putting one of. I think their fear of putting one of those robots on the battlefield is that the enemy gets their hands on it. Because that's obviously what's going to happen, right? I'm not saying they want to do it. I'm saying if nobody enlists and they have to fight wars. Yeah, I get it. They'll have a robot army. But I'm just saying is all it takes is like the enemy getting their hands on an equal amount of, not even an equal amount, but it becomes a real dangerous game quickly, just like nukes. Which all of a sudden feels, I remember. We got to move on, by the way. In the 80s when it was like, it felt like every show was, we're on the brink. A lot of movies were on the brink. Like it was. This was the end of the Cold War? I guess so. I mean, I wasn't aware enough politically to understand why it was fear mongering, but it just felt like a, a constant threat in television shows and movies was nuclear war, which seemed to have ebb until now. No, 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 you're incorrect. They went into Iraq on the threat of weapons of mass destruction. But I thought those were all chemicals. I did not think <clears throat> any either, of them were nuclear. Okay, but. 
Well, they were no, but they went in looking for uranium. I thought they went in looking for nukes. I thought that was the whole. I thought point. it was chemical weapons, weapons of mass and destruction. nukes. We'll have to end that there and do some more research, though. I think it was just biological weapons, mustard gas, searing gas. Okay, I do not know though. But well, maybe, yeah. listen, maybe you're right. But I, mean, I thought you might be right. Yeah. This was a big coming out party for uh, Tulsi. Now we know why it was delayed. Ah, they talked about the same old shit, and she didn't talk about Klaus. I give this a two. I give it a one. Get out of here with this shit. Stop being like, I'm not doing any more political stuff. And then immediately having your friend Tulsi Gabbard on to announce her independent. Did he owe her a favor or does she now owe him a favor? I really need to know, though, is her backer Klaus? Like, is she really part of that thing? Or was that just like a misinformation that they tried to do to? uh... First of all, I have a tough time believing she's part of some like underground fucking elite. She's running independent now. That guy has no use for an independent. No, again, Maddie, it's like he's no spread the seed. No, no, no. I was just going to say he's no dummy. Klaus. He's like, we're never going to get in. We're never going to break the the party. It's impossible. We keep getting frozen out. Why? People would argue that he's already inundated the party, at least the Democratic Party, right? With who? All this woke shit. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Yeah, people inside the party, just not the leaders. Well, but if know. there is a solution, it may be her. Well, she's running independent. She and talks I'm and sure, talks I think two out of three of us agreed that she has no chance of becoming president. But I guess anything could happen. What did you rate it, Simon? I give it a, a minus one. I give it a zero. A minus zero, because this has no business on this podcast. Joe said he wasn't going to do it, and he shouldn't do it. No, I mean, I don't give it a minus zero. I give it a one. (laughs) I think she said things that were true, absolutely. I just don't know where I I land on her. All right, well, let's move on. Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, Simon's lover. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm just going to roll with it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. lean into it. Why? You, obviously, yeah. you did not profess your love for Eliza Schlesinger. But keeping in Joe's quota. You obviously didn't. Um, I don't love people just lamenting about their success. And she's pushing a book and her special. This podcast was really really hot forever is the name of her like do you think these guys are really friends because they don't sound like they're friends no no and i think liza thinks she's way more of joe's equal than she is did anyone feel that yeah i mean as as a man and woman they're equals yeah sure they live but she's like you know people with our success but it's not that case like it's just not the case uh, dad bite, moose bite, camel lips. Like she was trying to be so funny about um, when your uh, partner takes a bite of your food, which I does. I do believe irks everyone. I'll give her that. <laughs> but if you offer a bite, then whatever gets taken gets taken. So, guys, uh, the forum of young global leaders. Okay, that is the group that Klaus Schwab runs there, and okay. Tulsi Gabbard was a member. And so was Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, who knows? That should have definitely have been brought up. Maybe she had Joe sign NDA. Jean Charest is part of that. Okay, well, we moved on to uh, Eliza. 
So this could be a nice post show. That would have been a, this would have been a great post show. Oh my follow. god. That's Klaus crazy. Schwab is trying to give you free dental. This turns into <laughs> an interview within They want your teeth to be free. <laughs> this Sorry. turned into an interview within four minutes, I believe. It was just her asking questions because he's far more successful and she's far more interesting than she is. I mean, listen, she this was a terrible episode. It was terrible. Yeah. I love her. Yes. But this was terrible. No, I don't like her at all. I don't know what commercial. Now no one knows. Uh, peanut butter and chocolate. Great combo. Anyone opposed? No, we know Simon's not. He used to live off Reese peanut butter cups. I love peanut butter and chocolate. And when you go darker chocolate and just like in the top. I like what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't ever do that. I was picking up what he's putting down. I, for I don't sure. like this. I don't fuck with dark it. chocolate. That's not my thing. Not 90% cocoa. That's crazy. But like you go sweet, with like with, a no, little 40% no, cocoa. 90, 90% cocoa with um, like Jif or like a real candy. Like, you know, planters makes it was butter. Jiffy. That's like a Mandela effect. I am 100% positive. No, that's that Jiffy Lube. Jiffy. No, you're Jiffy Lube. It was Jiffy. It's actually peanut butter. Giffy. Came with the peanut on top. No, that's Jif. I mean, it's Jif now. Hmm. It used to be Jiffy. She sucks. Um, she she went off on the rocks cheat day. Joe was not having it to the point where he says, let it go. <laughs> and she goes, okay, I'm leaving. And I thought it would have been really nice had the podcast in there. That would have been awesome if she had walked. Unfortunately, Fine. she yeah, didn't. You're right, Joe. Um, the Rock yeah. is doing a movie, a superhero movie, Black Adam. Black have you Adam, seen yeah. I've seen the it? ad, yeah. Looks interesting. I wonder if DC will finally make a good movie. Oh, it's DC. Well, they're trying to bring in, like, yeah, a whole universe, right, for the JSA or whatever, the Justice Society of America. Can we just stop it with these fucking superhero movies? Like, it's enough. She's 40 years old. She's a uh, mother. Um, whenever the Athletic Green commercial comes on, do you notice that Athletic, I mean, um, Andrew Jones is always pull, Andrew passing. Shulls. Andrew Shells is passing Joe the packet of a leather green. Do you think he's in on that, or just oh, he I, read it that day and that's? What I think when he read it that day, uh, Shells listened and was like, "Oh my fucking god, AG One's about to pay me, pay me." It's uh, uh it's just whatever. I didn't hear the ad so much. It's it made gross. me think Joe about it. Joe shouldn't have any ads. On and they talked about traffic and LA talk. I pay Simon, and then she really got yeah. exposed, where she's like. My husband needs help. Like, I know how you guys do things here in Sweden, but I'm Elijah Slasher. I have money, so we'll just. That was you, the fucking. Could you give us the flex ever the real service? Because I'm here. Like, what if a celebrity? Like, that was gross. She goes. She's insufferable. What if, what if Beyonce sure was here and she was sick? I was like, in my head, I was sitting there thinking, it's a fucking triage system. So if Beyonce is super ill, they move her to the front. I'm if sure Beyonce, Beyonce has her own flying hospital with her or well, something. I'm sure like she does, her yeah. support system, so they would just fly out of the country. But you, Eliza, going to have to suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> what is Eliza worth, you think? 200 oh, grand. 10 million. No, no, it's got to be millions. I'm joking. Yeah. $10 million. Not 10 million. I bet the internet says she's worth 3 million. She thinks she's like above everything and like growing up. And I, 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 I can't ever forget that she got duped by that guy for a year. Yeah. You know, you know what I really didn't like now that you bring it up? Pylon! She's one of those like super, super, super fucking irritating Democrats where like when she, when when Biden was caught on the hot mic being like, you never fuck with Biden. 
She was like, I love that. I love that. And I was like, bitch, if they caught Trump saying something like that, you'd be on here fucking lighting his ass up. So but shut the fuck up. In her up. defense, I'd be like, I love that. That's so, fine. So it happens on both sides. No, 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 but hear me out. You would love it. Okay, fine. Yeah. But, um, okay. No, what did it for me is he. Seven million. I said That's four. I said is. ten. I, I agree with what you're saying, Matt, but it was hilarious. Don't fuck with the Biden. Mm-hmm. Speaking in the, about himself in the third person, where you're not even sure if he really knows who he is, that makes it extra funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because he could just really be confused yeah, he, and I think he's of, talking about somebody I've else. Heard about that Joe Bidens, Biden man. guy. Don't, don't fuck, fuck with him. That's hilarious. Have you heard about that Hunter kid? When, uh, when. Uh, what a dumb name, eh, Hunter? Or is it? Strong. Hunter S. Thompson. I meant to do that last mm. week. Is that just a name that is uh, mm. synonymous with recklessness? <laughs> it's all in the name. Anyone named Hunter is just you're, a fucking loose cannon. Yeah. Condemned. Uh, he asked her how her shows in Europe were, and she said they were lit. And that's when I said, fuck in Eliza. In where? Europe. She was over Europe. He goes, mm. how are the shows over there? She goes, they were lit. She's a 39-year-old mother. She does not use lit. She's just... Too much She's to talk to, to her. Trying to make it happen, yeah. Do you guys know what heartburn is? Yeah. Yes. Joe does not. Because Joe, that's like a disease for mortal people. Yeah, Joe lives a clean life. He has stem cells people for People uh, who do not for know heartburn. heartburn is. Bowls of stem cells for breakfast with oat milk. Yeah. People who don't know what heartburn is really, really annoy me. I'm sh- I get it, and I'm sure it's self-inflicted, and I'm sure I could change my diet. You could. But to be like, what do you mean? Like, just. Yeah. What is that? You've never eaten two shawarmas? And, Can- and, and cancer? A, and a soda. <laughs> What's cancer? Since I cut out booze, I get it substantially less, mm-hmm, like 80% mm-hmm. less. It's inflicted, I'm sure, by diet. And yeah, of course. It, it yeah. may be a marker of, like, people are gluten intolerant or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have certain reactions well, to food. Tums, but I just used to you're just that. getting your calcium. I it's can't good. even Tums don't do shit now. Oh, come I on. need Gaviscon. No, you can't use that shit, man. Why? It's bad for you. Do you know how it works though? Do you I chew it up and it foams like you got rabies and oh then you swallow you it? Can't, don't. Oh. Oh. It's so funny because my uncle's a doctor and he was like, You should take four of these. And I was like, four. Oh. Yeah, pad up, pad the stats. <laughs> <laughs> and I took oh, one. Listen, I was maybe great. maybe he's right. Who but knows? I I eat I. It's too many of these funny things. Um, Sober October is for Bert. He admitted to yeah. Liza. Yeah, as everyone was wondering why we only talked about Bert, and it is a yearly intervention. For it a doesn't month. work though, because like even Joe is like, yeah, you know, November first will really hammer one back, and it's like, well, if you're. T- that's not how this works. Uh, it's solidarity, though. We're, we'll we'll all do it, so you do it. I agree, but if they said, "Listen, Bert, why don't after sober October you see how it, maybe you can keep it going?" Like, if listen, if you can go a month without drinking, you have quit drinking. Yeah, but Bert is in that uh, Hunter S. Thompson I territory. Yeah, that, uh, he's Jan got the Mickey Mantle about. gene, so when he quits drinking, it's for a month. And I to a it. normal person, that's like I 10 it. years. It's just his identity. It's like, Mark, uh, <laughs> you would have said that about Ron White as well. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a perfect example of how it can change. Well, Joe kept saying to, um, what's his name there? Bert, just just start smoking weed, man. Like, you'll, you'll be fucked all the time, but you won't be. But it's not like so, Ron White achieved all the success fucked up. It's not so like, has Bert. Yes. 
And and oh, so we can see Ron White did it. I can do it. Well, my point too is Ron White also said I don't think I could do this without a drink. You know what I mean? I don't think I could. That's kind of my persona. And now he just goes up without a drink, sober or high, like you said, on like smoke some weed, and he's still great. A and, sober guy taking off his shirt like that would just be weird. It's a bit of an issue. But then she spoke about a. You, know, you can a, lie too. A comedian yeah. that had iced tea on stage, pretending it was bourbon. Yeah, that's what I was just really say. upset, Joe. Which I have no problem with. Who gives a shit? If you want to pretend you're drinking, it's like the it's dice just a prop. It's it goes like, <laughs> you got to keep it real. Like, if you're doing a joke about smoking crack, you I better be smoking, smoking crack. crack. Yeah. Well, no, but it's funny because when the dice man comes up, he's like, people ought to realize that's a character he's playing. So it's cool for the dice man to be a character and say all sorts of wild shit, but someone can't go up with ice tea. Yeah, and be Andrew like, didn't even smoke. Uh, I'm pretty sure he definitely smokes. I know. I'm just joking. okay. It would. He, uh, yes, and um, yeah, oh, I'm so. You're right, Simon. I'm so sorry. Joe then tells a story Most about how laugh, but it's good song. He said the bar thought someone offered him a shot, and the bar thought, well, Joe doesn't want a real shot, but he wants to look like he does. I think they um, embezzled that money. <laughs> That's what was happening. Can yeah. I? Like, Water for Joe. Five dollars for the bar. Everyone's <laughs> wisely. Hey, give me the real shot. They're all caught. Can I tell you a story to maybe discredit what you're saying? When I worked at a, one of the bars that I worked at here, I was really trying to cut back on drinking because I used to drink at work all the fucking time. And this fucking gangster dude comes in one night and he orders like 50 shots. And they're all vodka. And he's like, I want two for you, two for you. And I was like, no, man, I'm not like, I, I'm really not drinking. Tonight. And he was like, you're fucking drinking. Do two shots. So it's some sort of weird assault. So I low key pour two waters yep. in shot glass. I don't charge him. I charge him just for the shots that he got. I guess he saw me pour the water and he grabs my hand as I'm going to take the shot and he smells it and he got soap. And then he brings the owner over and he's like, this guy's fucking robbing me. The owner was like, did you, did you really? I was like, no dude, check the fucking, like it's all punched in. You can see how many shots. shots I could see in. why he thought that you were yeah. robbing him. Though. Yeah. I get it. But again, he's drunk again, I've also, I've said to him, I don't want to do shots. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're forcing me to break. Like it says in the smart serve, I'm not supposed to drink at work. <laughs> I mean, that's like the first thing there. Don't drink at work. Did you have 50 shot glasses? Always. You always, yeah. Uh, Come on. One night, one night at um, the liquor dome, I watched Hootie walk in with a couple Asian guys and they ordered 500 vodka cranberries. Yeah, but they all do plastic cups. I know, but it was still one of the most <laughs> obscene things I've ever seen in That's my life. It's like walking into McDonald's and just being like, I'll take one, I have everything. Just no, no, it's slightly different because they're a buck. It's a bucket drink. So like, I'm going to spend 500 bucks, give me 500 drinks. No, I just mean the it's going to slow the whole fucking place down for hours, you know? I'm not lying. Illo's wife used to bartend there and she was the one working that night. I remember she came up to me because we were really good customers too. And she was like, we're going to be a while. The good news was, though, Hootie then saw us and sent over 15 <laughs> grandma. What, ha- what happened to those days? Eliza What brought- did he send over? Ryan Gingers? No, it was all vodka uh, grand. <laughs> yeah. Eliza brought a new term to me, though, that I do appreciate. The worst. Uh, she was like, I'm hot, but I'm not yacht hot. Who said that? Eliza. Oh. And yacht hot is a new designation. Yacht hot. You're so hot that I want you to be seen on my boat just... I thought yacht hat meant like you looked good in a bathing suit as opposed to, you know, being able to hide in like hot bag. No, I think hot is hot and then yacht hot is just a little bit hotter. Is there a 40-year-old woman on earth that is yacht hot with Uh, a kid? Probably not. I'm sure. 
a woman that's had a kid over 40 you think is yacht hot you, you're positive of it if you're asking me if one yes, exists yes, yes, the yes, answer yes, is yes yes yes, 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 yes. there is well there you is. can call me sexist call me what you want but i refuse to believe that you well, just call that is the craziest thing i've ever heard seriously come on like come on yacht okay so what is your distinction for yacht hot? We're talking like LA ten, right? That's yeah, yacht yeah, hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're telling me that there's Russian a... eight. Sorry, <laughs> I thought we had just agreed that yacht hot was good in a bathing suit. No, yacht hot is just a touch above hot. <laughs> so it's Russian like an eleven. Eight. Yeah. What it's de- an eleven? It, de- it depends what region you're in, man. So you see what I'm saying is yacht well, hot. No matter what region you're in, ten is the best. So and let's 11. keep in mind if there's a forty year old woman who has a kid out there listening, I am. On my best day, a five. So let's not even like be like, oh, this fucking, don't worry about it. You're just saying it's impossible for a 40-year-old woman yeah. who's had a kid yes, to, be to yacht look hot. yacht hot. Yes. And I'm saying I could find one and show her to you. You would have no idea that she wasn't the hottest girl you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, I would have no idea that she's the hottest girl I've ever no, seen. No, that she's not the hottest girl you've ever seen. Didn't make a lot of sense. Point Sorry, is, yes and? Point <laughs> is... I could definitely find that girl on the intraweb. Fine. I okay. You know what? Sure. I guess I'm gonna a few pull exist. one up for you. I, you know what? I don't want all the websites that are gonna come with that search. But uh, <laughs> probably a, probably a strong move. I was merely saying in the future when I say she's hot, it's like she was yacht hot. That's how I'll okay. be using it. Yeah. And no, that's we're, all it we're means. gonna at least that's I know fine. what it means. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. No swimming suit competition needed. Uh, then they talked about abortion and so it's a fun topic. Let's just move right on. And then Joe talks about like, there's this guy, there's these people that just like to drug people. Like they'll get a drink and they'll Ari. go to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> your good Jewish friend, Ari. And it's then, all men. Of course. It's all men. Are women. there any women out there no. that are drugging? And no. then her question was weird too. She was like, so I don't get it. They drug the girls at the start and then wait around or they don't wait. They just get them drugged for somebody else. Like she couldn't figure out how fucking roofies work. Oh, she must though. Cause she's very aware of how fragile women are in society. I think she gives women way less credit. I, I, I can't stand this. Her. Was one of those episodes that was a, a perfect example of Joe having totally different opinions from his guest and not pressing. You and know? every Just... time her trying to be like, Hey, hey and be like, <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> It was, she was not funny on this. You're not funny. Annabella. Did you guys know what Annabella meant? Well, when she Antibella. says what it meant to what it meant. It's, I, I did not know that. End war. I imagine Django. Oh, was, that was another. It's Django. That I was think another Django was moment, Annabella times. Eh? That was another moment. Another moment. No, I think Antebellum is like they had to have, you know, an upper class. Like Django. Oh, yeah. I get, but then it was just, okay, like Django, sure. Um, like, like Django. Grasp me straws here. What were we talking about? Like Django. What were we talking about? Lady Antebellum. Antebellum. Oh, is it Antebellum? I Antebellum. believe so, yeah. Okay, well, I forgot what we were talking about. Sorry. Just Don't because I was trying that. to help us all pronounce it right? I'm no, so sorry. Some, no, it doesn't matter. I was trying to help. There's something interesting, but it doesn't matter. Simon's a disappointed dad right now. Yeah, you can, I you am. can hear I'm it disappointed in his voice. In well, I just was saying. That. Interrupting. Django was a movie that took place during the antebellum era. Oh, and now we're okay. <laughs> no one sorry. mentioned it. And now we're playing the movie game. I assume, yeah. It's the JREE movie game. The time has come again. From Matt and Simon to Rex, it brings together. 
It's the movie game! We're Matt Simon. Go head to head to find out what year movie came out, how much it made the box office, and how much it made to make. Not in that order. Uh, this week we're doing <laughs> Django. What? <laughs> how much it made to make? Django Unchained? Unchained. Okay. You're, you think we're doing the original Spaghetti Western? Directed by I'd Quentin like Tarantino, sure. starring okay, Jamie Foxx, Christopher Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kay Washington, Samuel Jackson. Walton Goggins, Dennis Christopher, James Umar, Michael Parts, and Don Johnson. Right, she's a social justice warrior. She's a social justice warrior. There's a. Did the Dixie Chicks ever sound like a bad name to you guys? Um, did it sound like a? You know who they are, right? Yeah, they're country group. They were just good-looking young girls. Yeah, they're big, and then they criticized not yacht hot. Not Yadok. Um, they criticized George Bush and sort of ruined their career. And, yeah. and now it's just that they become the chicks. But I never thought when I, I was didn't young, even know they existed the Dixie Chicks, way. oh, well, that sounds kind of problematic. But everything's been framed. like, Yeah, I guess that was Dixie's the South. You can't say for the South. Simon, you have a year? I have a year. Yeah, that's all I have. I have 2014. I said 2007. 2012. Wow. Twenty. All right, so now we need a box office and a budget. Yeah, right. I'm ready. All right, all right. I'm going to say... Uh, 165 minutes running time. It's a long movie. This is a great fucking movie. Yeah. And... <laughs> Leo uh, is fucking incredible. Hate, he's so despisable. I was trying to think yeah. of a better word. Yeah. But as well as Samuel Jackson. Monsieur Candy. Oh, Samuel Jackson is fucking... Yeah. He's really good. The whole movie is so Makes good. Makes your skin crawl, but... Christopher, what's his name? Waltz? Yes. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like He's the dentist? Um, Does he have a big tooth? Okay, yeah, I'm that's ready. it, yeah. I'm but ready. what's the other... In Glorious Bastards, he's fucking incredible. Okay, I said it really cost... I said it cost $46 million and it made 220 and I said it cost thirty-one million, and it made one fifty-six. Uh, I, I, I just want to remind you again: Leonardo DiCaprio was in this movie. Budget hundred million dollars. Whoa! Holy! Whoa. He's getting twenty Whoa. of the budget. Whoa. So I thought they all did favors Do the math. for Quentin. And a box office four hundred twenty-five point four million. Oh, I was so far off. That well, once you know it's a hundred. Hold on. Once you know it's a hundred million dollar box office, you got to assume it's. No, Bring it in at budget, least budget. Could have been a flop. Sorry. Budget, yeah. Could have been a flop. No, Quentin Tarantino I, doesn't make flops. I wonder if Get it could be here. a flop now. No. If he did it today. No. It didn't get in under the wire? No, no, no. Quentin Tarantino has carte blanche to make whatever fucking movie Jamie he Fox wants. Jamie Foxx and him were both on. I can't remember if either said, yeah. Because he, he could. I, I met someone who hates Tropic Thunder. Who? That's weird. Is that weird? Yeah. I'm not at liberty to say. I don't Come on, this is why I don't believe in this woke shit. Because like I said, last night I was at a comedy show with like thousands of people listening to really crass jokes. Like Tom Segura talking about being in the shower with his kid and how his dick's bigger than his kid. You know what I mean? Like, But that's not offensive to a uh, marginalized person. Whatever. Did he make any racist jokes? Probably. Well, it doesn't matter. It was all funny. It was like... I can't believe he said that. Was there anything you can't believe he said? Like, wow. Yeah, but I never feel it? I never feel that. No, way. exactly. So it's it's a tough. My point though is just I don't I don't know. They both agreed something has to be done about privacy laws. Oh, that's the movie game. Privacy laws in that. Uh, no, 
people could just run up to you with the camera. And I, I, if you ever watch it, no one likes that. I agree. No one likes that. But you, you want to kill um, the media, which is well. That, that's the Orwellian nightmare that they're talking about. You have the right once you are in public, you waive the right to privacy. That's the whole idea of going out in public. But that led into that all journalism is now click journalism. It's so weird it's though feeding that itself. There's no real news. Somebody can make money off of your, like, let's say they come and they scare you, and then they can just make a video out of that and make money. You off need it. a release form on YouTube well, for that. So shit. a release, there is a release. So what's the problem then? You know what I mean? They they were. She particularly is bothered by it and just wants more privacy for to protect her, even though she's successful. Like, no, Simon, think uh, about the rehearsal. Remember where he has the cameras in the bathroom? Yeah. When that scene was up, I was like, how does he ever get them to sign the waiver? And the very next scene is him approaching the people outside the bathroom being mm-hmm. like, we're going to need you to sign this waiver. That's exactly why you need it. Because now again, like I've mentioned, if I'm out in public and I see... Let's say, I don't know, I see a, a, a woman and her kid by a fountain and it's like a beautiful shot. I'm allowed to take a photo of that. There's nothing creepy or weird. I mean, maybe if I'm going to go I home mean, and jerk it off to weird, it. But no, but again, like, let's say I post that on my Instagram. Is it really that weird that I took a beautiful photo? I don't photo think you of, like, can a, post children like that on the children's, internet. No, children's, so you're, you're right. Out. Children is. You're out. You could, if you saw a hot girl. No, no, but how about this? Fountain. Forget, forget a hot girl. I see a couple. Yeah, right. A like couple, a twenty-five-year-old sure. couple Fine. kissing at a sunset at a fountain. Yes. It's a beautiful. Fo- that, you know what I mean? Like that, you're allowed to use. And there should be no reason. You can't, however, use it for commercial use. You can't use it for commercial. As use. As in, what I'm saying okay. is, I can't sell that photo to Coke for Coke to label. Right, but is a video like let's a video. A video. Let's say you take a video of a couple mm-hmm. kissing at a at a fountain. Yeah. Then you put that video on TikTok and you start making dollars from it. Then what? Well, see, you're looking at it, in a, I think you're looking at it different. I'm not sure that, like, you necessarily, like, when you hear someone is making X amount of money per post, um, I think that's, like, a company paying them. It's not necessarily, like, like okay. TikTok sure. itself isn't paying you Fine. to post it do- something. Fine, it doesn't matter. It, it makes no difference. Either way, you're making money off these people money. kissing in front you of a fountain. You missed my point again, though. That is a sponsored post. You need to have their approval. I'm not sure because I, my yacht ones I watch yeah. is just Hot a guy. Girls. Yeah, he just goes up, but you're. He's just filming yacht. There's no way he's getting them to sign anything. There's you don't no know way that. he's running to the. They, they parked the boat. Over I know. You're missing You're missing my point. He runs up and says, Hey, you mind if I interview you real quick? No, no, there's no interview. It's just he's either got a drone or he, there's no talking. He's like 300 yards away, zoomed in on boats as they go by. So you're saying there's no way that he had gotten permission. Well, from that's against other. FAA regulations because most places you can't fly a drone in the States. I'm almost certain. I bet you because it's over water it might have some leeway. Yeah, it's all under maritime. But, um, but uh, they don't even know drones exist. All I'm saying is he's filming people. Yeah. Now, here, granted, <laughs> girls wave and they dance. Like, Listen, they're I'm, happy do to they filmed. flash? Let me start well, by he, saying he this. He would show it, but I'm sure that he, I bet he has after dark. I'm a high school dropout, so there's a chance that I'm a little... <laughs> hazy on the law as far as it's concerned i don't know either i am pretty sure though and again like think about what it would do and i get that your point is just all fucking all journalism now is clickbait you disagree with that there are people doing real journalism there are but there are lots of people hiding under the i understand guys but, to make fucking garbage and i get it but the garbage can't. discredits the real real journalism 
And the real no. journalism now is under a paywall. And just hard, hard to sift through the shit, stuff. Right? I mean, we're, we're echoing what Real journalism was always behind a paywall. You always had to pay for the paper. You always bought a magazine. Journalism was always behind a paywall. Well, name free journalism. The nightly news. True. That, that had ads. That is true. true. That's true. Until the internet came and then everybody ah, gave it for free. And sorry, then so there was like a five-year, ten-year period maybe. The local paper. Your local paper. Your local paper you pay for. The Glebe Report I did not pay for. No, okay, that. <laughs> that is, that's and, wildly and that local. That is your yeah. example. Yeah, and, and, okay, you're but right. But that doesn't have and any news that's of no, any but, value. Then we had the Metro, and uh, we again, had that. no news of any value. Again, no news of any value. The, the Metro still sold you ads, though. To say it's yeah. free is a kind of a misnomer, because, again, the nightly news is free, but you're well, watching a Pfizer it's ad. It's free. Wow, it's free the same way the, the internet is free. It's not that free. Okay, but so well. Either way, the Glebe report to me does not constitute free media. But I guess you're somewhat right. Metro is a better example. That paper was free. Yeah, it was published daily. It had real news in it. It had advertising. It definitely had advertising. There's always there's always gonna be a rub. A really easy crossword puzzle. During this podcast, the news breaks that Biden is parting marijuana, which we broke last week. So I don't. Again, I don't know when any of these are. It's so weird because a all, part of you is like, this is so great. And then the other part of you is like, but you did this. Well, as she said, as long as you're doing what I think is right, I don't care about the cognitive decline or whatever. Which is, it's just the exact same thing about a Trump. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's just, it just, I yeah, don't as know. As long as you're doing what I think is right. Both I'm, sides can yeah. see it. Well, look, I mean, we can't say shit. We've been saying that about Trudeau forever, right? Like, piece of shit, steals from the people, but he did legalize weed. No, no, my, but yeah, I've always yeah. said it was a it was voted as a liberal platform before he was leader of the party, so whoever was leader was going to have to do that. Simon did point, not spearhead it. Simon's point more is that of all the shit he said he was going to do, that's one that they actually right away came through with. Maybe not as quickly and as he. It up. Well, uh, she grossly burned out how pro mask she is, but whatever. That's her opinion. Pro mask. No, she said I'm fine. I can't remember what her quote was because I don't better care. good for the better. <laughs> Anyone can be looked like a fool if you put a compilation together. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I, I don't uh, think you could make me look smart with a compilation. Oh my God, of me, you but could. You could make me. You look could make me look so dumb. Barry, you wouldn't even need Barry. a compilation. Play one of our episodes. It's true. Play <laughs> like, this one. I've already done, said four but, wildly yeah. stupid. But things. a compilation really drives it home. Yeah, it's true. You are right. A compilation does really drive it home. Putin on the podcast would. And the internet. Putin on the podcast. Well, he doesn't speak great English, so that would be a terrible it podcast. Would, it would. Joe would never do it. What if Joe went and learned Russian just to do it? What if he went and ended the war? Joe would do it um, Skype. That's an option. It's it's the translator. It's the that's the problem. I agree. And I don't I think Joe says that he would do that interview. I think upon further thought. There isn't a lot of gain for him to do that interview. There's money downside. No, no, he's curious. He's curious. He's a curious guy. No, and again, like I I just think there's way more harm to be done by him having that podcast than good. I think Joe Loki at this point has everything, and I think his flex is like who he can get. Because like, there's you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, think about it. He Joe is always striving. He's super competitive. He's know. super competitive and at this well, point if he can get someone like think about it now he's like look at the podcast I created on Christmas fucking 
day with Brian Cal uh, with Brian. But we need Red names because someone confronted him. It was like, you gotta put me on your podcast, and he was like, that's the number one way not to get on my podcast. I bet that happens to him all the time. Oh, all all the time. And I want names. We used to be. Our email used to be the one associated. There was a few companies that had our email as Joe's contact. So we used to get a lot of requests. It's not a request. He said. I like, get it. A yeah. comedian I know. Of course right? it was a comedian. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he said their um, vocation, but probably. Well, think about a, a comedian who you think should be on, who's never been on. There's your answer. Bobby Lee. Tons of them. Is there Tons anything that is agreed upon? Is there anything that's agreed upon? Like uh, by both sides? By, but we all say, yeah. Freedom of speech? No. no. So some people don't agree with that. No, some people agree. Some people, I think everyone agrees to it to varying degrees. We How shouldn't that? hurt children. That's something that most, almost everybody can agree on. Yeah, right? Both sides. That's the closest. It's probably the closest. Don't yeah. hurt children. But then you hear about like NAMBLA and you're like, how does... How does an association even have a name like okay, this? Okay, let's let's take it one step further. Child rape, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like pedophilia. Mm-hmm. That's something we can all both sides. I I, I, I want to say sadder. The biggest thing is like dogs are beautiful animals, and like to abuse a dog is just horrible. What? Oh, there's a lot of people that don't dogs, like dogs. Yeah. Animal love is like the closest yeah. thing to universal. But even someone out there, but it just, it just they were talking about. There's nothing agreed upon whether. You can go as far as to the moon landing, to the nine eleven, to the like. Oh, oh, yeah. We're just there's no, there's not a real lot of consensus. Makes you sad, or I don't care. Joe has. No, told- but should there be a lot of consensus? Like you want everybody to be thinking the same way? No, we're no. all so different. Of course, Simon makes a great be, point. Uh, there has I to be. I think agreed upon truths. I get what Kamar's saying, though. I think what Kamar's saying is there should be more universal truths. Because mm-hmm. there are just- universal truths about our biology and how we need to survive that are all. The same, which makes us... Oh, I, I agree. There are truths that they keep from us. I don't know why. Either because they're too lazy or... Like, everyone should agree the Egyptian story isn't... I was just going to say, push it back. Gobekli Tepe, you have to push that number back for all kids to know in, give us wheelhouse. in see all how it's done, schools... <laughs> In all schools across the world that were now at at least 13,000 years. Go back and tap jujitsu in all schools and the world will be solved. I don't remember learning about ancient Egypt at all. Let at alone all. At go all. back like Tepe. No. So How because did you learn our about history it, classes were garbage. How did I learn about Oh my Egypt? God, you know what it was? It was fucking uh, the Ten Commandments. That would have been the first insight into Egyptians. I guess, yeah. Remember that with but you were taught, Brenner? But you were taught they were white people, so it wasn't real. No, I, I do not know I was taught that. I knew about Egyptians. Well, yeah. Because they made you Moses work. walked. <laughs> Only in the worst light, though. Um, Joe has no goals. No goals? Well, she this she interviewed him for the most part of this. Another problem. He goes, so what do you where do you want to be in five years? Like, I don't set goals. I've never... Yeah. It was like, yeah, but I think at that point says the billionaire to the peasant. I think he was. I think he didn't want to be caught in some like hustle porn. But I think he was more like, yeah, I don't set goals. I achieve them. You know what I mean? Like one of those fucking well, cliche. Yeah. The one thing that's interesting that other people are doing. Um, Chuck Norris. So I'll take uh, Andrew Schultz. No jumper. Maybe Tim Pool. There's guys who have big fallings have started. Almost networks. 
they have an umbrella of shows or they under their umbrella they have four or five shows some may hit some may not joe had the opportunity to do that as well yeah you know the, the joe rogan experience network whatever i think it was the smartest move he made i think it's a mistake all those guys to not have that. all this affiliation well he's going the total opposite direction which is make a comedy club no but even before that kamar i think your best bet is putting all your effort into and again joe already splits his time but if you if you want to have a joe rogan type podcast you have to put all your eggs in that basket you can't be like well like look at brendan schaub nothing he does no no disrespect is like incredible Everything is mediocre because he's just spread so thin trying to trying to be like the next Quincy Jones. No, but Joe be- could just take his name now, let somebody else run it and, you know, have a whole uh, roster of podcasts. I mean, Tom Segura did it. But those guys needed the money like Joe didn't need the money. I Tom is no, but in Kamar's defense, I mean. That's a great example. Tom is probably the only example I can think of. Now, give other people time. Like, give Shaw's time, and he might. The skanks are doing it. Yeah, lots of people do. No it. jumper. He's kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 just Joe did. Just Joe didn't. But and again, he would be, and he's at the top. It so it shows successful. you. You know, it shows you. I think not fully, but I just think you, you know, concentrate hard on one thing, and it will be have successful. You, have you ever heard the term "girl boss"? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was like, girl boss, girl boss. I've, I've never heard anyone say girl boss in my life. Like, no wonder it's not catching on. But. You've never heard girl boss? I've heard the word girl, <laughs> the word boss. Oh, no, I've heard for them, sure. Heard them they, separately. Had it, they had it on mugs. Girl boss. It was like girl power, no, she, girl she's boss. She's talking like it's a um, colloquialism. No, Is that I've, a word? I've heard girl okay, boss. Okay, then I'm, I'm the yeah. fucking asshole. You are. Perfect. Agreed. Back up what you say. She's on TikTok. Fuck Chinese spyware. She talked about Iran because she's a... Um, because she knows something about everything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Still haven't thank got a, you so much. <laughs> still, still haven't got a quote on that guilt-free phone. Guilt-free phone. He's still searching. I'm still searching <laughs> for a guilt-free phone. You'd think at this point he would just be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. Do it myself. Forget Jacko in it or whatever. Forget that. You know Elon <laughs> Musk. Jacko? Jacko, yeah. Well, Jocko opened up a clothing company, Origins. I want to get a pair of those boots. You're only three fifty. Join that Patreon. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, Elon is buying Twitter, and it's mostly bots. And that should make you happy that he's bought a lemon, so to speak. I don't know what Elon is doing, um, but if he's buying Twitter, I'll be very interested to see what happens. Because Joe is convinced that he is just a bastion for free speech. Return and I Trump. feel like he does Return everything very, like, he, for a Return reason, you know? Every time he Return shoots out day. a tweet, there's a reason. Return yeah. He Trump. uses it as a, a tool to yeah, make to him move more money. To do whatever he like, needs to, yeah, of course. And Joe either knows this and doesn't say it or is just really, like, ignorantly blind. Joe's a human being. We're all guilty of that sort of, you know, ignorant bliss. And I think he's just caught in the crosshairs of like, this guy can do no wrong. He's really out there to help and he's a genius. And well, it's one thing for me to say that or to not say that when Joe says it, hundreds of thousands of people listen. And if Joe says Elon's great, then they say Elon's great. And if enough people say Elon's great, then Elon just starts doing whatever the fuck he wants. And he has no repercussion for it because the public sentiment is with him all the time because he has a bunch of cronies fucking bigging him up. Sorry. I like when you rant. Yeah, that was like a Tim Dillon moment. 
And then on the very out, she Just did as a, gay. She did an Alex Jones dig. And fat. <laughs> she did an Alex Jones dig and said, everyone get double vaccinated. Uh-huh. Bye, I'm out of here. <laughs> Eliza. I missed that whole part. I liked how you said Eliza, but what was the first part? She made an Alex Jones dig on her way out. I mean, everybody's making an Alex Jones dig these days. He, and he makes it easy, too. Did you see him doing the live uh, feed of him at home? Or no, he did it on air while they were reading out the amount of money everybody was getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person gets $500 million, This person, and he's just like... It was only eight victims. L- laughing. I said it was 16. He was laughing and saying, you can't get anything because I have nothing. Like... They just gave the kid that shot 17 people in Florida, uh, they gave him life without parole. They spared him the death penalty. And then I was like, this kid, I was like, so basically Alex Jones has to pay a billion dollars, but this kid is just doing life in prison. It's a weird flex. Like He should pay. Because if you do life in prison, let's say you did 30 years in prison falsely and you get out, they're not giving you a billion dollars. So sorry, what's your argument? I just don't understand the number. The damages, a billion dollars. Apparently, the damages are to make sure that he can never go on air ever again. Well, that's not possible. He's going to claim chapter 13 or chapter 11, whatever. Apparently, uh, bankruptcy doesn't help him against having to pay back these people. Any further income he makes, they become priority number one. And I'm not a lawyer. I could be wrong about this. But when it comes to these type of like um, punitive damage cases, I think there are different rules. So you'll have to look into that. But that is the most egregious fucking I'm I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I think I've made that clear. This is so egregious. This is an obscene amount. There should be a number. But I, not that number. They want to make sure that he can't just have his followers give him the money or, you know what I'm saying? That this f- forever shuts him up. That is the punishment because they know that he won't be able to pay the money because you just declare bankruptcy and... So there is no free speech, really. Well, I think it depends on what you say. Yes. No, if it incites violence or hurts somebody else, which they're claiming this did. I'm not taking a side either way. I'm just... But do you think there should be some fine and this is too much of a fine? Well, there's got to be something because otherwise people are just going to like say whatever the fuck they want at the expense of whoever. I didn't sit here and say he shouldn't be punished. I didn't say there isn't some damages. I'm just saying $963 million. Would you have rather that they... Char- no fines, but he goes to jail? No, I don't think no. he should go to jail either. I'm, so, I, again, I said he should be fine. I'm not saying these families don't deserve some sort of compensation for what they went through. I'm not saying that. They do. Not to the tune of fucking hundreds of millions of dollars. Unless he you killed their he kids. He didn't kill those kids. No, again, I'm not taking I know you're not, side. and I'm just... Listen, again... I'm not a fan of Alex Jones. I'm not sitting here saying this guy's great and he really was fighting the good fight there. I think what he did was absolutely despicable. I think he knew what he was doing. I think he knew it was horseshit. I think he should pay the price. But to to just be like, this guy now and forever will never make another dollar is, that's lunacy. Well, I think that's what's going to happen. It seems like it. Yeah. What about people who said uh, that the vaccines... Would stop transmission. They should be fined, I think. Huh? 
Who? Just, who said that? Like the officials, you mean? Officials, news reporters. Well, news reporters in just the get same, their stories well, from it, it, their it, fucking It's the same vein people. as him saying, I think Sandy Hook is a hoax. Like, well, hold on. If the news is getting, if the news is saying the CDC is saying this, that's No, and reporting. it's not the same. He uh, said people's names and said they were lying Doxing. and making up their children. That's a little different than your little uh, vaccine analogy. It is, but people lost their jobs and got ostracized. Like, it affected people. Uh, uh, untruth. Okay. Oh, in that regard, I guess. If you or, say something that's not true, there should be a repercussion. a repercussion. You should have to go to jail. Not a billion dollars, obviously, to anyone. Well, but that was my point, Simon, is it's like, I just, a billion dollars is... Well, what's the number, Maddie? Like, what, what do you for think? Eight, for eight families, I think $10 million each is a pretty good fucking number. So, well, so hey, just like to I play said, devil's advocate, okay? So $10 million each for the eight families. Like, here, let's do this. If we find out... $80 Alex, million. Dollars, yeah. Okay? What if he can just turn around and make that money right back, right away? Is that enough? Yeah. Because it's like nothing happened to him. Do you know what I mean? That's what... You, Cost him a little bit of cash. You but, are punished. Well, guess what? And you, then you, you get forgiven. Like, that's how we do. You 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 do you pay the fine. You do the time. Whatever I just don't is. understand. They live in a country of laws. If he broke the law, then he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. If he didn't break the law, then just being like, you can never, ever make money again is ridiculous. Like, again, if they said, we've done some accounting and we know, we believe on paper you're worth... $200 million. I'm fine with them saying all that money goes to these families and you can start again from fucking zero. But to just be like, you're never in perpetuity ever making money again. It's that's lunacy. It seems yeah, like it's, it's a Julie, It seems like it's a Julian Assange measure. Yeah. You know, I've done this to him, to anybody else. If you think of posting uh, subsequent documents that we don't approve of first. I mean, Julian Assange is we'll, way more egregious. We'll but. ruin your life. If you do this, Alex will ruin your life. Like it's like, the biggest punishment they could do without looking like a communist country. Like again, if Alex Jones had somehow had something to do with that guy going into Sandy Hook, then yeah, fry his ass, not fry his ass, but you know what I mean. Like, but he didn't. He said some shit. I don't know. It's a fucking. I, I apologize. I meant to talk about this in the post, Joe. I had as a note. She, I just offhand, she made a dig on Alex Jones. It's fine. I give it. I give this one a one. I give it a one. <laughs> They're not on the same page whatsoever. No, this episode's this episode stank. This episode fucking sucked. I have to give it a one as well. His lover. We have an agreement. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill and we'll be right back. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Have you ever been stuck trying to fix something or solve a problem? And you, you spend so much time on it, an obscene amount of time, to the point where you just have to stop and go do something else. And then sometimes when you come back, you have a totally different view on it. And it just, it, it clicks, boom, like that. You've done it and you sit there thinking, how did I spend so much time on that before getting nowhere? And sometimes it's just as simple as kind of getting the bigger picture, stepping back, seeing the whole thing. And I think we as humans have a tough time doing that. Sometimes we live with the blinders on. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in that problem-solving mode, especially given the fact that life is chock full of challenges these days. But that's where a therapist can really help you. A therapist can help you constantly step back and see that bigger picture. Hopefully, that will lead you. 
when you can see the bigger picture, you can make better decisions. You become a better problem solver, and then you can accomplish your goals. doesn't matter if they're small goals or big goals. We all have goals. You want to accomplish them, and becoming a better problem solver will definitely help you with that. I think a lot of us are on the brink of greatness. There's just usually a barrier there, and we don't know what that barrier is all the time, nor would we even know how to pass that barrier. But I think that's where a therapist can help. When I went to see a therapist, I didn't realize that I had all this all this stuff built up, all this anger, stuff from when I was a kid, this, that, and the next. And you just end up, it all piles up and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize that it's there. And that's where a therapist can really help you. Maybe you're stressed. Maybe you have no confidence. Maybe you have serious anxiety. Maybe you're depressed. All of this can be helped. You just need to go and get that help. Now, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's done entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. So when you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. We're back. Thank you so much to BetterHelp. There will be a link in the description. Please be sure to go and check them out. Kamar. 1881 Rick Rubin. More of this. Can we all agree, though? More of this. Can we all agree that this started out so strong and then became a real fucking shit-ass podcast? No, I'm not no, going to go there. I can't agree no, with that. No, I can't agree with that. Okay, okay. I will agree with you that it's if it had... If it had continued on the road it was for the first hour, it would have been a 10 out when, of 5. When Rick Rubin said, no, pull this up, play it, because I can't describe to you yeah, what... Yeah, I yeah. turned to my wife, we were listening to it together, and said, this is going to be an amazing podcast. And then somewhere along the lines, the questions got reversed, and he asked Joe one question. And Joe, instead of seeing, like, I got to keep this guy answering questions start talking about himself for so long man i agree with that but i'm still i for mean so long that's I, 36 minutes in oh rick starts to interview joe oh. i still thought this was an incredible episode listen it was because we've gotten so little of anything good lately if this wasn't a good interview by joe that's fine but i think listen this could have gone from the beginning, all health, all ice bath, all sauna. The fact that we got as much music and like early Def Jam talk as we did was great. Because Joe, um, as much as Joe thinks he's like a deep hip hop head, he's, in my opinion, a casual um, golden era listener. Yeah, I think Joe knows even less than I do. And I'm not potentially, yeah, in- potentially, yes. And I'm not disrespecting that. That's fine. The fact that he, I mean, he came up in a great era in hip hop. Like you guys, especially you guys are older than me. I really like, you know, as an example, when Illmatic and 36 Chambers came out, I was 10. That is a album he did not produce. No, but my point is simply like for me, you know, you guys really got to like experience the Beastie Boys at like that age. And you, you guys experienced that. I was like, I mean, again, that golden era 93, like by the time I was 12, they were only two years old. And then I was big time into hip hop. But for you guys, like you really got to 
He also didn't do Paul's Boutique. No, he said that, yeah. No, I know. Did he that then was like do... A, no, but that was like a... Yeah, yeah. In did, the conversation. Did he do Check Your Head? Like, did he take... No, they broke, they, they broke off there, yeah. They huge broke up, which I, he could have gone into. You could have talked a lot about the Beastie Boys. They did nothing. Well, this is a problem. He's done so much stuff. Yeah. That it's like, you could say, oh, he didn't talk about this. Right, there's, right. there's just We'll too stop much. shitting on it. Lead us through, sir. Well, there's nothing to shit on. I, I, that's the... I, like, I don't think we're doing this... Because this is a really good episode. I don't care what anyone says. This was a fucking great episode. And Rick Rubin is the fucking man. I like Rick Rubin. I I have heard great interviews with him. This was not one of them. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. And I think we're so deprived of good, interesting <laughs> content on this show that when anybody good comes on, we like jizz all over it because we're so deprived, you know? Anyways. Maybe you're right. I think though, because if Joe had been more of a audiophile, the way that Rick describes, like he sort of, he he's definitely a guru producer. He he sets up the environment. He was there to sell a book, first of all. Yeah, but he knows how to create an environment for someone to. <laughs> Bring out their best. Dude, at one point he looked at Joe and was like, just so you know, I don't know anything about music. I know nothing about music. Which I was like, this th- This is why I love this episode, though, was I found it really inspiring. Like for, And maybe that's just a personal thing because of where I am in my life, but his, I, whole, just whole, his whole idea of like... Um, how he's to not look a conniving at, person. No, no. Like he's not planning. He has no goals either. But just the way he looked at um, like art, whatever your art may be, I don't know. It was really inspiring to me because I kept like hearing him be like, don't even, you know, don't make a career out of it. Don't even think about a career. Just do it because you enjoy putting the art out there. Like I always just like making people laugh. And somewhere along the line, I got <laughs> lost in, well, you're never going to be famous or make a career because there's not enough time. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. If I like making people laugh, go on stage and do, do it because it. it's uh, fun. Precisely. So I'm really, I feel well, like he I'm, did produce, um, I'm looking here at Imagine Dragons album. So that's really run against him. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention what we were supposed to do, Kamar. Um, Imagine Dragons, worst band of worst all band time. Ever. Worst band ever. So fucking terrible. No, I can't even. So they're so bad. And that's not an Shannon, opinion. Shannon, if a you're fact. listening, oh, you this is names. a goddamn fact. Yeah. Oh, a Shannon, fact. She's a big Imagine Dragons fan. No, my my. No, my they ganged is. up on Kamar. And when you gang up on Kamar, you Shannon, you get it on the that's air it. because you don't have a podcast. We have a podcast. <laughs> and yeah, Jay, yeah, if you're listening, same goes for you. Not I'm control. not homeless. You're homeless. Whoa, 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 whoa. Simon's going deep on the inside baseball. Did you guys know he did uh he did uh Adele's album Twenty One? That'd be like rolling the deep. Interesting. Big, like so many different artists. It's not like he is even though he invented rap. He didn't invent rap. Get the fuck out of here. So do you he did thi- not invent rap. Do I you think back. like... He even said Cool Herc invented rap. Genuinely, Rick Rubin is like, here's an Adele song and is like, I can make magic with her. Or is that like a, I just need to make some cash all, you know. I don't know why we don't think he does anything for money. I'm asking you genuinely. I don't think it's like that. I think it's... Um, Again, I don't think it's. I don't think he's thinking I can make an Adele song better. I think he's like I can put Adele in a place where she's gonna feel like she's gonna make better music, and if she does, that's all that matters, right? 
He produced a Limp Bizkit album. Like, well, here, question, <laughs> question. Uh, I don't know a, a ton about, uh, what's his name, Rick Rubin. So okay. um, when he said, I took time off of rap yeah. to go make Megadeth albums and stuff, okay. what's the real story behind that? Was he? Did he get in fights with people in the rap industry and kind of had to remove himself, or what's the story? Well, from what we know now... Um, Jam screwed all their artists, didn't they? Well, no, what I was going to say is, I mean, I think he left before they screwed all their artists, but I'm pretty sure Russell Simmons ended up being heavily Me too That might have had something to do with it. Yeah, he's in the island somewhere hiding out. But, but yes. everybody just looks at, again, ignorant. Everybody just looks at Rick Rubin, like the Beastie Boys still love him. Everybody still loves him. The Beastie Boys have had um, an amicable... Reunion with him, but they were they were upset at war with years. him about what? I can't remember. Uh, the story was: see, I've listened to him on a bunch of podcasts, but they were supposed to go on tour with Madonna, and he said, "My doctor says I can't fly because I have a an ear infection." Okay. They're like bullshit. You do. You just you're just leaving us in the lurch, and that that's all it took. They didn't talk for twenty years, and then when I saw Rick Rubin interview them, they were like, "Hey." Everything's settled. Did, did you, you have really an ear infection? Yeah. And what, which, did, they, what like, did they say? As if you haven't worked this out. And he, he said, I did, yes. I did. I, in his, I don't know anything about music. Heck, I don't know anything about life. People just keep giving me money to sit in a room and say, why don't you play the guitar upside down? Or just, <laughs> he, that's all he is. Like, let's move the plant this way. Okay. How about it? That, that's where I sort of see his role is doing. But have you ever seen 24-Hour Party People? Uh, a while ago, it's a British documentary, or it's actually a movie about drugs. In Britain. It's a British documentary about the start of like the house scene, and I think it's really about um, Joy Division. But the point is, is there's a there's a weren't they a punk band Joy Division? Yeah, yeah but they'd all intertwined in like the the Bristol house scene. I think okay. somehow. Anyway, the point is, um, there's a scene. The guy that plays Gollum plays this like famous English music producer, and I guess he famously told the drummer he was like, "I don't like the way you're playing." go set the drum set up on the roof and go play up there. And the drummer just sat up on the roof all day drumming the same riff. And I guess they ended up leaving him up there. But that's like, uh, there's something to be said about those weird... Quirky, let's just try this. That's I mean, what I'm saying. And it, and, and it ends up being like a, you know, like Pet Shop Boys or... Was that the... No, what's the Pet Shop Sounds? And you as an artist may be subconscious. Pet, pet Sounds. Pet Sounds, thank yeah. you, yeah. Why did I say Pet Shop? Oh, the Pet Shop Boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah. Pet Sounds, yeah. uh, Beach Boys. Yes, the Beach. But that's like the most, isn't that regarded as one of the best albums of all time? Sonically. Um, So it's like you're an artist and you have an ego, you're self conscious, but Rick Rubin's saying this is okay to do and he's made all these albums. So he like gives you permission to be creative, which I think his book does, which I'm, if I didn't get the second copy of Hotep Jesus, I want this book. How much do you think Rick Rubin's worth? Oh my god. 70 million dollars. I was going to say 170 million. According to the internet, which is our only source, 250 million dollars. Holy fucking sweet god. <clears throat> I think if you go through his discography, you'd be like Slayer, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, I John forget Cash, that th- Sir Mix-a-Lot, uh um Little John. I forget that if you have a production credit, you just get royalties forever. 
Red Hot Chili Peppers, for real, are like one of my least favorite bands. I don't get why everybody fucking loves them so much. Like, I cannot stand them. They've overstayed their welcome. Did we you were, guys see um, Lesson Zero? About no, the he, movie? Yeah. He did the soundtrack for it. Like he's, that old movie about the drug addicts? Yeah, yeah, there? yeah, yeah. I've seen it. He's just um, a tastemaker. Were they talking about... Um, Bands whose front men are more famous than the, or sorry, whose front men are less famous than somebody else in the band. They weren't talking about that. I don't have that in my notes. Can you name one? Like Flea is more famous than Anthony uh, Kiedis or whatever his name is. And um, you think Flea is more famous? Really? Yes, for sure. Interesting. For sure. I bet you, I bet you 90% of people you ask about the chili peppers who don't like know, know the band mm-hmm. can't even tell you Anthony Kiedis's name. Hmm. They just would say flea. Who's another one. Um, let's see. Let's Flea's see, the richest of the chili see. peppers. Flea is. Yeah. Um, Who's another band where? Uh, I don't know. I have. I'd have to think about it for a second. I don't think it's. I. Ones. I'm. It's probably more often than not that that doesn't happen. Obviously. Obviously. Phil Collins. He was the lead. Oh, Genesis. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. So he. They talked a bit about the roots of rap. How he was hearing something in clubs that he wasn't hearing on the radio. Oh, Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Tommy, uh, Lee. Tommy Lee. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. one yeah. is, uh... um, the beginning of Hip Hop Kamar. Go back to that. How the he sound. was hearing yes. the guys cutting it up, but it w- even rap was being put out, but wasn't streety or urban or had that crunch to it. That, so that's what he it wanted. It was so interesting when he played that first rap. These are was. the breaks. Pick he, it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like you Curtis could Blow. see when the how music was still, you know, they hadn't figured it out yet. Well, I mean, you're talking about the very beginning of hip hop where it was like kind of birthed out of like cheesy R and B, right? No, so no, it, for sure. You know, it's like look at Dre's first band; they all wore like yeah, the world class right? wrecking crew. Yeah, he was part of like a yeah, like a leather leather R and B band. They were like uh, boys to men, precisely. A B C B B D. Yeah, the East Coast family. How instrumental. Um, the song Walk This Way is. Yeah, I remember that video. I had never really thought about it, though, like uh, that that's kind of the first one that brought the two together, but it was. I didn't think Aerosmith was a band. I only thought Run DMC was a band, and they got actors to pretend they're really? rock and roll that's guys. That's hilarious. When, when I was a kid, when I was a, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a kid, I thought it was a Run Why, DMC what, video. What music was Aerosmith making at the time they were, that came? We like, had, like he said, we they had, only did this song because their career was falling apart. We had this conversation, Simon. They had they didn't have a number one hit until the song from Armageddon. No, like Love in an Elevator, Sweet that Emotion. album. Sweet is, Emotion never went to number one. No, okay, sorry. But, but they, whatever they that album is, or, Janie's Got a Gun, Love in an Elevator. After. Those are all after. That's great. That album was great. That's when I listened to them. That's the Armageddon era, but that's what I'm saying is when they were in the 70s, that Sweet Emotion era, they they had like a small peak and then they were almost like done as a band. Yeah, crazy. So he they owe their life to him. I don't know about that. I think uh, I recall him saying that Run DMC did not want to do it. They thought it was whack to this how much money he made. I thought he said that it they were all aboard. No, Aerosmith was all aboard. I mean, I could see Rev- also he pitched to Run DMC like 
Oh, they thought it was cool to use the beat, but not actually to sing with the band. That makes sense. I think they thought the whole thing was just like, really, Rick? Well, Run DMC became a lot like the Beastie Boys did in like in the License to Ill. You know, to make that the first album, they kind of had to be more than they were with the Adidas and the dressing up. No, am I wrong? But I know. I don't know. I mean, Run DMC are regarded as like a... A pillar of like hip hop. That's the first vinyl. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying like maybe to sell to be able to break into the biz at that time, you had to maybe. be like over the top. Yeah, maybe. Well, Just I mean, like license to ill to get played on the radio to you know to be accepted by some people who didn't even think you were music. The crossover is because of Rick Rubin. Undeniable. Do you guys like the Ramones? Undeniable. Is it? Undeniable. Do I like the Ramones? Undeniable. No. You don't at all. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I want to be sedated. Yeah, so you do like them. You just don't like all their songs. Uh, I mean, isn't that the same with all bands? Like, I don't well, like, I can't think of any group I like all But But it, his example was, at the time, no one sounded like the Ramones. Mm-hmm. There was this, it's all, it's almost noise, the distortion guitars, and da, 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 da. but then two weeks later, he's like, oh, these guys rock. And these these times of like a new sound, it, it happens every five years, then twenty years or whatever. Well, but Bob I, Dylan going electric, and all his fans. Sure, that's an example. Like, the first time I heard uh, "Jump Around," I was like, "What?" I don't think it's just this high pitch. Really, yeah. the second I heard "Jump Around," I think I liked it. I agree. Just goes to show there are certain but, songs you just hear right away, and you're like, "Well, this is." You can you can jam out to this. You, you know? know what though, Kamar? Like, still Dre. That's a song. Oh. That's a song that should drive you fucking mental. It sh- you should hate that song. Really? It is. Yeah, dude. Think think about the sample. It's just you. Blung 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 blung. No, it's uh, what's his name on the piano? Whatever, Scott Storch. whatever Scott it is. Storch, I yeah. see what you're saying, but that song is like the second you heard it, you were like, "Oh my god, this is instant so good. classic, immediate yeah. classic." Also, I don't know if you know this. Jay Z wrote Snoop's verse on that. Really? And they said they were like, Snoop said he was like, "Dude, we brought Jay Z in because we were having trouble with my verse," and he's like, "This dude came into the studio and laid the whole verse down, first try, like walked into the studio and just was like, I think I got this." Nice. That album is one of the best albums ever. Forget about Dre. That's another song where you're just like the second you hear it. Boom, bop, boom, boom. He was in his. He was in his prime then. For what sure. else? What's the difference? What's the difference between me? That album is fu- explosive. The first time I heard explosive, that's a good example, Kamar. The first time I heard explosive, I remember being like, I've never heard anything like this in rap music ever. But immediately, do you like it? Yes. Immediately, I was like, What am I? Li- what is this? Because it's like when we were kids, most people were like rap. Like that's that that isn't even music. Yeah, but we're talking about 2001 or 1999 is when 2001 that's, came. That out. would have been the revolution. That was the brilliance of Paul's boutique because it brought um, rap and punk together. You know. Yeah. But so Joe good. thought Rick Rubin had something to do with it. That was hilarious. But I yeah. think they took a page out of his book. Like they were inspired by him and what he did with License to Ill. They could have just talked about License to Ill. Just about License to Ill. using all yeah, the Led no, no. Zeppelin samples. Dude, listen, he says to him, yeah, I started Def Jam in my in my dorm at NYU. That's a two-hour podcast right there. Yeah. How do you, a white dude... Have any credibility? 
Yeah, like, uh, and again, he's like, yeah, I met Cool Mo D, and I just said, like, they, it, he kind of just breezed over that. Like, wait a yeah. minute, you just went up to Cool yeah. Mo D and said, well, I can make this sound better, and he was like, let's do this? Well, because I watched, like, the whole, uh, uh, yeah, it seems crazy. It seems crazy. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I could see if you were, like, um, like you were making beats, okay? And you looked weird and you were white, but you went in and you just had the best beats that no one could Undeniable. deny. Yeah. What was this guy bringing to the table that he was like, guys were like, yeah, we accept you. I think he had a reel to reel in his room or something. A, like, it, a reel to reel. Like he was the only one who had a recording device? I think you, I think it might have been like a Malcolm Gladwell thing. Like one I the have the people. basketball, you guys can't play without me. I mean, Simon, it's also crazy if you... <laughs> What's a lot of people don't know this, but like the whole New York hip hop scene also revolved around um, a university radio show, the Stretch and Bobito show. That was like every rapper. And again, Bobito. So did he know Stretch and Bobito? I assume he did must I have. Did I say that right? Stretch and Bobito. Yeah. I assume he must have uh, DJ Stretch Armstrong. I assume he must have um, crossed paths with them for sure. But like if you look at their show from the 90s, anyone who was anyone was there on a Saturday night at NYU trying to get up into that booth. And like the footage they have is shocking. It's fucking insane. Big L's famous freestyle. The 94 freestyle, I'm sure you've heard it. Fuck all the glamours and glitz. I plan to get rich. I'm from New York and never was a fan of the Knicks. And I'm all about expanding my chips. You mad because I was in the van with your bitch with both hands on her tits? What about it? That was recorded in this fucking... Again, there's like... They have Jay-Z before he was Jay-Z when he was rapping fast. They have him up in there. It's fucking... So I don't know. Maybe there's just something about... I've said this last week. Maybe there's just something about time and place. Like Rick Rubin. Didn't matter if he was, was white or what he looked like. It was a small scene that anybody who it wasn't was a scene. doing anything... That's it. It wasn't a scene. And if you just came in and were like, I want to make something here, people were like, yeah, you know what? Let's, it doesn't. It we don't ground, care about... If you, if you bought a lot of Jordans, you were a collector. It was ground zero. We also forget, too, that like, you know, New York is a melting pot. They don't really give a shit if you're white or black. Like, I mean, it, it, some places do like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think if you're just, if you're cool enough, it doesn't Again, fucking matter. Again, if you have something to offer, I agree. Like maybe he just had a lot of money and he failed to mention that. Maybe he was really like rich and. Maybe, yeah. He is Jewish. Well, there you go. I mean. He had that bar mitzvah again, money. He had that mitzvah money. <laughs> that mitzvah money we so. were talking about earlier. That's yeah. a good point. You never know. But I'm just saying it. Even if it is money, he clearly had something. Well, I, I need to know. I need to figure this shit out. Then. Uh, let me clear my throat. Was another guy making a mistake on recording? Sorry, real quick. I want to go back to it. Just let's stay on that, though. Um, Simon, let's say he had mitzvah money. Isn't it still a crazy story that a Jewish kid from New York Dude, it's turned his mitzvah money into $250 million <laughs> off rap music? Where can I hear this story? Like, where, <laughs> yeah. where's this book? They're, they're, they're out there on podcasts. I didn't understand this book at all, by the but way. But you, did you, you didn't listen on Lex? I think I might have. Lex Friedman know. goes in a bit deeper. Back to Let Me Clear My Throat. Yeah. It's interesting that that has lived on in hip hop and is just a little inside joke. It's the new style. Well, the whole album, as I found out, is a whole inside joke. Like the term goat. Do you know that that came from LL Cool J? Well, from his... Greatest of all time? Yeah. I did no not know way. That. He named his album the greatest of all time, and it's because his uh, executive producer, Bimmy, who's like famous in hip hop, he was like, you're the goat, man, the greatest of all time. And LL Cool J was like, let's make That's that the amazing. album name. Well, dude, he should fucking coin that and get paid every time somebody uses it in print or... 
See, this is me thinking. You know what's crazy? I also read something. This is totally off topic. I read something crazy the other day. The the chick that did the Nike logo, I think they initially paid her like $300 for her time because it took her however many hours to design it. Um, the swoosh? Yeah, the swoosh and the Nike. And uh, luckily, when it, when they released the IPO, they gave her, I think, 200 shares, which she held on to which today is worth like $46 million or something like that. Isn't that fucking insane? Yeah, I mean, you get hired to do work though, right? Like you don't have a right to the fucking... I get it. I I wasn't saying I felt bad for her. Listen, they ended up piecing her off in the end and she smartly held on to it and got paid. That's Mm -hmm. a great story. Yeah, I'm just saying they didn't have to do that and it's it's very interesting. I agree with you. If you get paid for piecework, that's exactly what it is. Most of the time you're going to design a logo that goes nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So you're like, yeah, I'd like to get paid my $500, $1,000, whatever, and then you own it. I feel like uh, NWA was another one of those seminal moments. Like, yeah. The first time you hear that, you're like, I cannot believe this legally got done. I didn't know that uh, Eazy-E had an album before NWA. What album was that? And what songs did he sing? He had an album after NWA, too. I hated Easy. I know he had an album after NWA. He had a bunch of albums after NWA. Not too many died. Well, he had like three, I think, didn't he? Yeah. they were it, Obviously, they were the nucleus, and all of them, except for Ice Cube and Dre, obviously, on their own, weren't able to succeed. But just like, I can't believe this... Li- Someone legally gave people recording equipment to to admit these crimes yeah. and say this stuff, and it's in the CD player. No, but a lot of it isn't even true, though. That's the whole point, right? Like, besides Easy, well, none of them. Were when you're 14, I, I actually gangsters. I didn't think about anything as being true, and now, fast forward today, they're talking about taking lyrics and prosecuting people based on lyrics and songs. Bobby Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda had a hit song, and in the first fucking line of it, he admits to killing someone, and he was about to be signed for a massive deal, and instead he went to jail. How far we've come. Uh, Rick believes the motivation for hip-hop has changed. It used to be just about feeding the scene and making music, and I mean, once people make money, obviously that's going to happen. Uh, Cypress Hill, again, that was another one. It was a completely different sound, and they're talking so much about drugs. You're still like, this is, you can't play this at home. I mean, that was one of the things. You're also naming all the albums that started the whole parental advisory movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they all started that. And that's sort of like us in one foot without cell phones, one foot with cell phones. Going from that, the music changing. The ironic, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. The ironic thing about that parental advisory was it became like a stamp of honor. If you don't have, like you had like that poster yeah, on your wall be, where you well, were like, because of two life crew. Yeah. Well, because of a lot of people, but, but that was, I know that, the obscenity. They went to court, I know. I know. Right? Yeah. The whole, that's where I remember that symbol from the most. Well, I guess from that ice cube album too. Um, but this is what I said. NWA two life crew is a great example. Uh, Cypress Hill, all these were the, like the Tipper Gore movement for the fucking. Yeah. I can remember that Tipper Gore time where she was trying to fucking. Yeah, I had no idea who she was, that she had anything to do with Al Gore. I just knew she was, was some lady yeah. who was trying to fuck with the lyrics. But it's really like even Public Enemy. <laughs> like all, everyone is is connected to Rick Rubin. If you were to do a, a, a yeah, the tree. chart of. Um, the Rick Rubin tree. Of rap. Imagine Rick Rubin worked for the CIA. Um, bum, bum, bum. Joe tells Rick his Sam Kinison story. The well, Sam that Kinison would bit. make a hell of a lot more sense than him just being some white guy who 
decided he was going to be in the rap game. I mean, listen, mitzvah well, money makes a lot I, of sense. I think we'll also get to it. I'm doing this sort of chronology, what happened. But he, uh, Joe tells him the Sam Kinison bit. And it really is a shame because of that woman. He can't remember her name, but she may be the reason why Joe is now on top a billionaire. of billionaire. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Conceivably, it's a good point. He was just working at a hardware store. Yeah. She went out, committed to the bit. She's a waitress with esophageal cancer and now. No and one Joe's knows a her name. Yeah. So are there any more of these? Is that the whole kitten caboodle? No, no. Then it was great to have him here because they've talked so many times about the day the laughter died. And it turns out that Dice is and well, Rick, Rick Rubin produced it. Yeah. Loves him. And there's got to be some sort of um, Hold Dice on. was the first person canceled. Isn't that an interesting thing, though? You you were talking about what does Rick Rubin do earlier? And it's like all Rick did was meet Dice and then be like, I think we should do an album where you don't make any jokes at Dangerfields. And then it's like you have a production credit on this like. I sat at the back of the room and laughed. You know I still I mean? don't like, understand how that's brilliant. It's terrible. It's terrible. No, it seems it's, like an uh, insult to everybody watching. No, but think about it on the other side. So I'm doing four nights specials, editing that all together, putting that out, saying, yeah, that's how fun I am. Well, it doesn't work like that. It was more as an artist. Listen, as an artist, it's ridiculous to be like, it would be like uh, Picasso shitting made. on a canvas and then just rubbing his hand on it and being like, look, I mean, I, I'm i with Simon where you're selling out Madison Square Garden that week, like I, three straight shows. I'm not saying don't go and do a little club. And I'm not saying you have to do the same shit, but it sounded like he was trying to be as unfunny as possible. And it, then you want people to buy that It was album. the ultimate no fucks given. I guess. I guess. Sure. But there's a common theme here with um, Rick in liking hip-hop, dirty comedy, forbidden fruit. Because we do know, I, I can't hold on, he's Megadeth Adele. I mean, Slayer. what's the forbidden fruit? Well, no, I think those are for a check. But if you if you look in the 90s, there's no one really... Ghetto Boys, like he's... Um, Ghetto Boys, like I cannot see him working with the Ghetto Boys. It was in the 2000s that he got into more uh, mainstream. But I mean, how many artists are there begging him to do it and he doesn't do it? I wonder. Everybody? It sounds like a lot. He made it seem like he made it seem like he's very off the radar and like you'd have to. I feel like he's always working on it. I kind of got Probably. the impression that when he said that, that like he had people who were looking for him. He didn't ever have to go looking for work. I don't think he's know? ever looked for work in a day in his life. I truly, for once in my life, believe that the universe just moves Rick Rubin around where it needs him. <laughs> and that's how, that's that's how, how it how works. Music it's that's, that's precisely it. Then that's how we have rap. It's inspiring <laughs> for him. Uh, there definitely is a gene or DNA <laughs> that you need for the Grateful Dead. I yeah, don't have Joe it. Said, I, don't I have, have it never got no, it. I like a couple. Of I songs, wish so. I could have known what he said to Joe after, because he's like, "I'll say something to you after, and it'll change your mind." No, no, he said, "I'll give you specific." I think his point was like, "I have some dead stuff that you probably haven't heard that would make you a fan." But acid. I think he was going to give him acid. <laughs> That's probably a good point. Not Try this. Stuff. Listen to the dead, and then tell me you don't understand. I knew, uh, I knew a few deadheads that like traveled around and went to multiple. Well, if you if you don't, you're not a deadhead. So I wait a second. So you know the guy who you know the whole story of the the chemist for the dead that was making yeah, acid all the for acid, the CIA yeah, made like a hundred million hits of it or whatever. So imagine his acid was actually so perfect that when taken and then you listen to the dead, it like opens up something, you know. 
in your brain. The frequency is so it's because it's all sound is vibration. So it's it's like this, opening. This up. is yeah, what yeah. I mean, and this is what he was going to tell him. Yeah, but it only works with that acid. You know, it's the perfect. Or he leans into him and he goes, "Hey, line it up perfect with Wizard of Oz." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> that just works with everything. Yeah, that's the key to life. Just line it up with the lizard. That's box. just the that's the skeleton key. Yeah. It opens all doors. The skeleton yeah. key to the universe. That's precisely it. Yeah, is just listening to Wizard of Oz backwards. Yeah, and there's no one way to do it, as you describe with. Um... It's like he's not even involved in the. No, if something's right? funny on this yeah. side, he's like, I, I'm not. I'm not. No, because he's he's looking for his next note, right? Yeah, yeah. So Thank he's totally um, ostracized himself from the conversation. No. You might as well be in a bubble. No, you want me to add? If you ask, maybe I could add, but I'm not going to. I'll I don't let even you guys think go. You know what we were talking you guys about? Are, but you guys are in a dance right there. It's like, may I cut in? No need. <laughs> Um, I love how laughter to him is a dance that two people are doing. I can't laugh at this because there's already two no, people laughing. Two people having fun? That's too, too many. I'm enjoying it with you, the listener. Um, Nobody's no, listening. There's no process. Like you talked about, like Chris Rock approach to comedy isn't very romantic. Well, what do you, what, what romance do you want? Well, there's other guys like uh, who are way more improvisational. The, the, there's Jay Z's of comedy, mm-hmm. and then there's Chris Rock's. There's Chris Rock is Eminem. Jay Z is who's the Jay Z? I can't of think comedy. now. Now the more I know about comedy, there aren't that many. Probably Chappelle, wouldn't it be Chappelle? Perfect example. Chappelle. Chappelle. He seems to really Chappelle. be able to just he go just up, get there up there and wax poetic. And fucking go. Yeah, yeah you I don't got see it, it as Louis is like that. Um, I also feel like Louis could go Louis up could. with very He's little. Funny, yeah. yeah. Big J maybe might be in that avenue or uh, Dave Attell. Right? Although Dave Attell seems like he writes a lot. That's true. He does. He seems like he has a very, I don't want to say archaic, but like an old school style of you have to write. But it seems he confirmed the the rumor about Jay-Z just the has never written anything down. Goes to, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Hold crazy. on. That the funniest just, go ahead. That Joe, Joe goes, he didn't write anything down? And Rick explains the whole thing. And then Joe goes, yeah, I heard he doesn't write anything uh, down. And I was like, you just said 30 seconds ago, whatever. Well, it's more in, it feels like you're getting information from the horse's mouth. And I gotcha. now we can turn around and tell someone as if we know it yeah. as sworn in the Bible, hundred percent true knowledge. I heard it on JRE. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you can't, you can't give your source. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You Trust just act me. like, you know, yeah. I know. Um, sitcom scripts, the sitcoms are done. I think. I agree. Lack of improvisation is part of the, the thing that's so much fun. The improvisation like that, though, is crazy. Like, I'm not saying that he's like a great rapper, but Harry Mack, you know that guy? He's a great, he is a great rapper. Just to be able to do that is like bonkers. Yeah. Man. Like, sometimes it's lame and it's too much, but like. I will say this, though. What a talent. I will say this. Joe asked the right question, and I think Rick kind of gave some Jay Z some liberty because Joe was like, do you not think he has any of that maybe prepared already? And he was like, no, impossible. I refuse to believe that. Don't you that. think that all rappers have some yep. bars prepared the for some emergency? Of course they do. Know? 100 fucking the percent. The same way some guys pack a gat, you know, they have a couple of bars the in the back The bullet bounced off the chrome and busted him in the dome. So I remember that Freddie Gibbs video I showed you where he's rapping with his son on his lap? Yeah. That's a throwaway. That didn't end up on an album, and it's incredible. So he just had that in the chamber. 
He had all of them. That's my point. But he just had, a, had that as a throwaway. Simon's like crumpling a plastic bag. Is he? Come on, Vikings. What else you got, Kamar? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld started the uh, question answer of the show. Which yeah, that Joe was interesting. Yeah, that, that was. I don't think we'd ever heard that before. Simon went to. At the Bronson Center. And yeah. saw it. Yeah. And it'd be really helpful if Simon was here right now. Yeah, not crumpling <laughs> to, a bag upstairs. What is this fucking guy doing? about that. Because uh, I have here, Joe would do that. Simon, you are the only one who saw Joe do. Simon said he, answer. I'm pretty sure Simon said he did like an hour and a half to two hours of Q&A. And, and I, if I recall correctly, Simon was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Three hours, three <laughs> hours of question and answer. I got to say, though, like, Kamar, it's got to be a good way to develop bits as well, right? Having random people ask you questions. And then, like, you got to get some good extra laughs out of that where you can be like, I might be able to make a bit of that. Same way we watched him do that on the podcast where we'll see him kind of flesh something out. And then a year later, you'll see it on a special. Does that make... Yeah. What's crazy, Kamar, is that I didn't even... I had no idea what was going on. He does the question and answer. The very first question is about DMT. I have no idea what they're talking about. I think they're talking about the demilitar- demilitarized yeah, zone DMZ. in um, yeah. the DMZ. Exactly. And that it's just like a different part of fucking Vietnam. The whole but thing it's was just Korea. It's Korea. <laughs> you didn't know about the podcast. Sorry, whatever. You didn't know about the podcast. No, Simon it's did Korea. not. No, it's Vietnam. No, the demilitarized zone North is Korea. the... It's the area between North and South Korea. I thought they had that in Vietnam. I think they, had, as I well. think they do have one there as well. Anyways, um, you might be right, but I'm just saying. I think right now the DMZ is. You didn't know what the podcast was. You you went and saw him to listeners. Simon saw him like in a coffee house, basically. I mean, it's a no, it's person. Like, no, it's Bronson like Center. A, the high school arena, theater. yeah. High school theater. No, a high generous. school theater. That's what it is. I it's saw a community Norm center. I saw Norm Macdonald there. It's just like. You, your expectations are lowered when you walk you in there. You sit to see in him. like old school hockey seats, you know? Yeah, wooden shitty. Yeah. What did you know about Joe Rogan when you went to that? I knew that he was on news radio. I thought he was funny from that. I knew he was on, um, uh, what's the show there? You know, Fear Factor. On. Fear Factor. Okay. Thank what's, you. What's the show there? But like, I had, <coughs> I almost said no, you know? Cause I hardly knew the person I was going with. Yeah. It was a bachelor party. I was filling somebody's spot. Oh, extra. Awkward. I already felt like yeah. awkward. Yeah. Anyways, it was like, did you guys read born that ever happened? Did you guys read born, born standing up? I did. Yeah. I listened to it. The book on tape. It's read by Steve Martins. I have not. You know, what's crazy. I actually had a friend, this guy that used to come to battle. I, I call him a friend. I, this guy that used to come to Babylon often. His name was Benny. One night he was really drunk at the bar and he's like, dude, you're really funny. I'm going to give you this book, the Steve Martin book. I really think you should read it. I want you to read it. And he gave it to me and I, I actually read it. And I was like, thanks so much, Benny. It was, it's a really good book. Like him performing at Disney as a kid and or working at Disney as a kid. Steve sorry. Martin? Yeah. He lived right. I didn't know he performed at Disney. He lived right down the street. Like he grew up like where Disney in California was. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he ended up working there. What uh, Rick's antidote was about how he's like, I'm going to do this for 10 years. If I'm not rich and famous, fuck it. And then kept 11 years, he's still not rich and famous. He goes, so you you make these um, parameters, but you don't have to follow them. I assume you're going to get there. But the craziest story is the fucking fire story. Yeah, yeah. Like his wife must hate him. I'm going to get there. Like, honey, wake up. There's a fire. You got this. What about like, Wake the fuck up. We got to get out of here all together. 
Well, Why so, did she run out with the kid and leave him there to burn to death? Dude, what's even crazier is where he's like, I finally got my head out the window, and I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> like, no, well, you're still in a burning building, asshole. I could get that, though. If you're choking to death and you finally get fresh air, you're just like, oh, my God, fresh air. You're not even thinking about Simon, I'm know. I'm jumping out the fucking window, Kay. breaking both my legs. Hold on. You skimmed over what I said to you, Matt. Sorry. There's a fire yeah, in no, your house. His wife house. grabs the kid. Your wife wakes you up says there's a fire, yeah. grabs the kid and runs out. Why does she not make sure that you run out together? He made it seem like she tried to wake him up and he was not having it. That's what he really made it seem like to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't. I don't know, man. The whole thing seemed crazy. I think she was trying to murder him. The whole thing definitely seemed crazy. His house was on fire and he was like, I didn't have to go anywhere. You are <laughs> correct, Simon. I was going to get to that. But so we've done it. And... um you can watch on YouTube if you if, avoid watching this. This is the whole episode. That story's up there. Um, then he talked about how Joe's like, is it important the ambience of the studio? Where he, and he was like, it is everything. It, it is it is everything. Like the candles, the, yeah. the, the incense, whatever it is. Like as I say, Joe, I don't know anything about music. I listen to a lot of true crime. I'm sorry, just to go backwards for a second. Sure. I listen to a lot of true crime. I believe it. Uh, I listened to it before I go to bed and that sounded like a true crime story to me. Yeah. Like if I had heard that as a true, you know, hus- wife tries to wake husband up, but doesn't really. Cause she started the fire, you know, <laughs> Oh, if he dies, is gets all the monies. Cause he's so rich. He's worth like he's $200 worth million. Dollars. Like she way didn't more start than the fire. Dude, the, I'm telling you. The most the you. most interesting thing I thought about I just the story got a tingly feel. is that he said he's on the floor and he's like, Well, my wife's fine. Book's done. I'm cool. And five days earlier, uh Lex had asked him out of the blue, Are you afraid of dying? Are you afraid of dying? Yeah. Which stuck out to him so much he went back to his wife and said, I'm doing this interview. The fuck is guy asked him a word about dying. He did nothing to do with anything. And he Again, read me a poem. To my point. <laughs> She's like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to murder him because he yeah. just talked about it on Lex. <laughs> They'll never suspect it. It would be too crazy. What are the odds? Yeah, it's true. Short story or book, every single album he's produced because <laughs> he just he's just got back from Costa Rica on top of a mountain with the Strokes playing outside. I don't care if you <laughs> like the Strokes or whatever, but that'd be pretty fucking cool if you ever been in Costa Rica. He's not a producer. He's a coach. He really is. And we talked about last week, like the head coach of uh, most teams doesn't tell people how to play. No, he's, he's there, there to stroke just, the ego. Yeah. There's, there's, there's uh, assistant coaches that might, you know, you lift your head up or whatever, but the coach just inspires and that's what he does. Then he asked him, how do you pick artists? And it was cool how he went into the first time he met the chili peppers and they're all on heroin it was like, this is just not a good vibe. <laughs> he's just, he's such a feel guy. I, I just love it. There's no, there's no mathematic no. or rhyme to his reason. He's, of why stuff. he's like, um, it's all feel. He is like a manager in the WWE. He, he wishes he would well, rather be a manager in the WD than all this. But that's like the shit. coach. That's the producer, yeah. you know? It's yes, just, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. You're just there to big up, make up. Make sure the the guy's good. I like and how you sounded like you were singing Chop Suey there. Break up, break up, make up, make up. 
Well, we're almost going to get there too. Um, so anyways, this comes to, and I think this may fall apart. This question about studio ambience, and he was saying it's like the uh, optimal creativity environment he wants to create. And this is why he made the book. He wants people to live in a creative way. And he learned or got all the information for the book from someone asking him a question. He was just like, yeah. I've amassed all this stuff. And we I've talked about it before, but through teaching, there's you learn. Like if I know something you don't know and you ask me, and then I oh yeah, and you forget what you know. So that was sort of the process. It wasn't him sitting down, like, how do I how do I make people more creative? More the and the more creative we are to different interpretations of art. It leads to a more creative and exciting life, you think. Every time he spoke about music, I was engaged. And every time he spoke about his book, I was this, disassociated. This, this, this is what I'm saying. He might have got wrapped up in uh, why we sell the book. This chop suey, suey line. So they're like, oh, what do we do? He's like, pick Just that book. open a book. Any Middle book. page. And it's like, and then he plays in the song and Joe doesn't care for it. But it's like <laughs> the best part of the song or the most... Emotional part of the song. There's got to be a thousand of those stories, which could be another book uh, of just the, the story behind a song, turn the, or or the, the lyric, or, or the that whatever. would be cool, eh? Just a book that told you all the backstories behind all the different like great song. Lyrics. I have a good one. You know, ain't seen nothing yet. Ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, just boss had a stutter. Nothing yet. Their manager had a stutter, and they recorded that as a joke. Really? Impersonating him. And the label got their hand on it. And they were like, leave that. We love this. Wow. And it ended up becoming a hit. Well, you you know, when you find something out about music, you're like, I can't believe I didn't know that all along. But yeah. I always thought that um, in the old reggae. Yeah. You know, you'd hear like in the old Bob Marley, you'd hear the bounce, bounce, bounce. I always thought it was somebody like slapping a guitar, but it's Lee Scratch Perry doing something with the. Interesting. And in the the uh, Lee Scratch Perry documentary, they talk about it. But it's I was He'd like, be like I the had, Rick Rubin of reggae. Yes, almost. that's yeah, that would be an amazing sure. one. But uh, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, f- f- I listened to tons of reggae and always just thought it was this like instrument doing that noise. You know that straw pull sound? I always wonder what instrument that is. Ooh, that not one? that one. No, that's the fucking thing. That's no, a, but you know the like theremin. You know the like whoop 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 whoop. whoop. I, I'm trying to think like white lotus. White. We'd lotus. have to break it up. Yeah, yeah fine. I'll show. I'll, show, I'll find an example. I, I'm gonna forget it, but he said one. He talked just going way back to the beginning. He was talking about looping and just running a thing. And he said we tried that on a Beastie Boy song. I think that song is Paul Revere. He didn't say which one it was. That's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, moving forward, he goes into how the universe is collaborating with you um, and about cooperation. And he goes, and, and he can see Joe sort of starting to lose him. He goes, Am I explaining this fine? And I swear to God, Joe goes, You're explaining it great. <laughs> explaining <laughs> it. <laughs> he was totally lost and just acting like, I'm cool. I know what you're talking about. No, Joe. Then he told the house fire story. <laughs> the best part is <laughs> insane. The whole house is on fire. Insane. And I sat there and watched it burn with my family. Um, 320 pound vegan. Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, being a vegan took me down a dark path. <laughs> Dude, I knew a, I knew a, I knew a, 
<laughs> and you know Joe loved hearing him say well, that, Well, no, too. so I think uh, all this Rick Rubin, oh, he just got him in here to trash vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help himself. I knew a fat vegan. Swear to God. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how is this guy so big? Oh, man, that's so funny. Or the other thing was, and Jamie should have done it. Um, when he when he Jamie told, should have done he, it. Well, no, when he told the house fire story. Yeah. He, then he tells that Lex Friedman asks you, "Are you afraid of dying?" And he says, "What was your answer?" He goes, "Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember." And he says, "Well, it's the one clip out there that I saw. <clears throat> Jamie should have done it. He's there. I mean, what's he doing? I'm sure he's, he's enamored. There. I'm sure he's enamored with Rick Rubin and." Um, so yeah, so the 320-pound vegan vegan took me down a dark path leads to sauna talk. Chris Chelios, Rick Rubin. Like, just... Who knew, man? He's Who such knew? a weird duo. He's like a... Uh, almost like um, Forrest Gump. Or that idea of just weird people in, in the... Because he's there with who else? The the crazy surfer guy who Joe Weird did. Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Joe did resist from saying I've had him on this podcast yeah. after he got served by uh, Liza Schlesinger. <laughs> um, why? What did Liza say? Well, no, my love. They were talking about po- politicians. Or they're all. She was like, "Yeah, a nice goes, flex, Joe. I've oh, had yeah. him on my podcast. I had Bernie too. on my podcast." And she goes, "Well, I've had my mom on podcast. What are you dealing with?" Is like. You little cunt. Yeah. You shouldn't be Joe here. didn't like that. You not at all. Way. You shouldn't be here. Joe didn't Sorry like to that a cross-reference podcast. All. You little cunt. You shouldn't be here. Imagine <laughs> that's Joe's inner thought. But but Rick puts it succinctly about the his diet and stuff he's doing. He's like, it's just bad information. Like, he, he bears no ill will. Well, like, I got to know what this dark vegan path is, <laughs> yeah. though. Like, what were you eating yeah. as a vegan? Expensive dough. That's what I'd say. <laughs> how you got fat right just all cheese don't fried cheese just all donuts. the time no, cheese is cheese is not vegan. Yeah, you're right. well bread there's vegan no. cheese but that's not cheese <clears throat> yeah vegan cheese come on it exists yeah come vegan on. cheese yeah um so so they break down what saved uh rick's life is sauna and cold yeah which now anyone asks me people ask about like I'm aging or the body. I'm hot and cold. Believe me now. Believe me later. It's, hear, hear me now. Trust me later. There's been enough. There's been enough examples. And he goes, he totally ones up Joe. Says, yeah, I go on for 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, Joe was like, what? And Joe does three minutes. and feels like he's, aren't you afraid of um, hypothermia? So, well, Joe, he's not afraid of burning down an house. Like, he's afraid of. <laughs> he can't be killed by fire. Yeah. He can't be killed by cold. Yeah. It doesn't occur to him that things could kill him. I think him. he's like a mythic character. He's a mythic he character. He does seem that way. He's he looks- unkillable. He's un- unburnable, unfreezable. Yeah. He's like fucking Hercules. He's like a giant fat Hercules <laughs> who who loves music. Who's trimming down. He wore red sunglasses. I thought that was strange. It was a bit that's interesting. It's a, a weird choice. Do you just want all the room to look like a porn shoot or something? Or a drug house? <laughs> and then to wrap it up, he went into his love of wrestling. And the way he described it, it almost like he was talking like me in that I've talked about how the world on TV we see is a real the censorship, the, everything works out. Yeah, 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 it, it, it's presented. Yeah. And the way he's like wrestling is more real or more sort of what. It's a more of a reflection of life. Yeah. Than, than um, you think. And he likes it because no one gets hurt. 
You know what? I like wrestling. I, and I to hear him wrestling. like it so much made me feel like I could like it a little more. But well, he, good. he made Joe speechless. Like he well, cut, because Joe he wants cut Joe the, off where he could go the battle between two men and figure out a weakness <laughs> and <break the> execution <laughs> with the finite room for error. You're like, talking about Hulk Hogan, right? This guy? <laughs> I don't I don't mind fighting or whatever. Uh, I do mind Joe amping it up to make it more than it is. The in UFC, the, you mean? It, it's what Joe does as a comedian. Right. He takes one topic and it blows it up and brings it Well, apart. no, it's not as a comedian. It's Joe has certain things that he loves. Yeah. And those are the most important things. He talks the same about hunting. He talks the same about fucking health. See how I said but, that with disdain. <laughs> but hunting is more accurate. Him saying like split second decisions is like he moved left when he should have moved right. It, it's it's a lot. Well, it simpler. means nothing to you. It's a punch in the face to that guy. So yeah, liked wrestling so much. When the wrestling started getting lame, he went out and started his own wrestling thing. Yeah, that's how much. That's love of the game, eh? That is. Yeah, that's like this is bullshit. I don't like what Vince McMahon is doing. Yeah, I got my own thing. I need He's my wrestling. My own thing, uh, I do not want a world without wrestling. Because he doesn't live. I don't want a world without wrestling. <laughs> well, no, real wrestling. Real fake wrestling. Real fake wrestling, yeah. yeah. The real There's the a fake. big difference because then there's fake, fake wrestling. Of course. He, he doesn't live in a world where anything is impossible. Well, Obviously not. It, of course. It just, it, there's no limitations. Well, you know where, you know what's a world where nothing's impossible? When you work for the CIA. That's probably true. Right? Unlimited backing and limited access. Do they employ, <laughs> do they employ Jews? I think they, they have only have employ Jews. Well, that's probably it. I don't get it. You think the CIA is like the only institution in the world that doesn't have a few Jews kicking around? That seems odd. Well, it is the um, Catholic intelligence agency. Oh, shit, son. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, I want everyone to listen to this podcast just to the point where Rick goes, am I explaining this all right? And Joe goes, you're explaining it great. <laughs> and that's coming from me who doesn't pronounce any words right. But it was almost like a Freudian slip that, no, I'm totally lost, Rick. We got to break this down. <laughs> and that's a sign of a good teacher. Is how to act, like, are you are you understanding this? Yeah. And, and you as a good student, I'll say, no, I don't. Or explain back, and usually that's how you know. I think everyone should get the book. I want to, because Joe got busted when he's like, it's, why'd you put a bullseye on it? Well, is, is that a bullseye? I thought it was a record. Oh, I haven't seen the cover. And it's just interpretation stuff, and he goes, we'll turn the back. And then now Joe's like, brains explodes because <laughs> the bullseye's disappeared. So that's it? Without seeing the actual book, it's hard to yeah. uh, get that. Oh, you didn't watch this? No. No, I listened. I watched some of it. I listened to some of it. I listened on regular time. Just the way the plump little rat boot is in there. <laughs> it's like Homer since the beard. It's uh, we have Quentin Tarantino films, Rick Rubin music are the producers of our generation. I'd argue mm -hmm. Tar Tarantino is a director, no? Yeah, so in movies, he produces them too. I think Tarantino music, Rick Rubin. I could not tell you someone else who de who defines my cultural uh, what's the word consumption like those two are my major food groups. I think because Rick Rubin's in this, I bet in music there's probably someone who's more influential in your life. 
than Rick Max Rubin. Martin? I just think like a Harvey Weinstein is the better Harvey Weinstein. Yikes. Not him, but somebody like that, a producer, not a director, you know? Because Quentin Tarantino is the actual artist. Correct. Yeah. Huh? I suppose so. Too. Unless you think this guy is the artist. No, he doesn't even know anything about music. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It becomes difficult. Yeah. I wish, because I forget which one it is, but he's like, I don't even know how those machines work. Yeah. Like, he is an engineer there. Yeah, of course. He's just, he's, I'm telling you, Rick's in the room. Rick's in the room going, someone light up some incense. Yeah. I'm getting a bad vibe. He's, like, he's, he's lighting sage in the background. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to smudge the room. You guys play some instruments, and we'll see how this goes. Maybe I'm, we'll move it outside. Pass me your phone. I'm going to jerk off on this. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Uh, yeah, we'll whatever. He's the guy who sits in front of that giant board next to the guy who's doing everything but doesn't really yeah. do anything. Yeah. Yes. But gets to talk into the microphone phone to the guys who are in the booth yeah sounds good guys <laughs> you got it hey you guys are killing it yeah but his turn water around. anybody needs waters <laughs> do me a favor turn around play backwards for five minutes you know <laughs> that sort of thing his record Great. of success just gives the artists the rick rubens here and he's like again like not i said feeling it or feeling it you see that keyboard? How would you usually play that with your hands? Yeah. We're doing Toes. this different. Yeah. Play it with your feet. Yeah, exactly. Play it with your forehead. Now we're talking. Yeah. He's he's a genius and uh I give it a 5. <laughs> because he interviewed Joe Bit, Joe talked a bit about himself. I'm going to give it a 4.5. What in the No, you have like a fluff stuck right. There you go. There you go. It's like a piece of nice. Chico. <laughs> nice. I give it a five. What did Show you give it, Kamara? Camera, so everyone can I gave see. it a four and a half. Okay. A four and a half. I gave Jesus it a five. Christ. A five. Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> he said five three times. Five. A five. I don't. You act like I give them out like candy. I think I've given out like two fives this year. Yes. Wow. Rick Rubin, this this checked a lot of boxes, even for all the stuff that we didn't like. This was a great fucking episode. This was a really good episode. Really- and and rehashing it with you guys rekindled my love for it. And you I'll don't give have it, to give, I'll it, a give five. it a four, but I'm not definitely not yeah. giving it a five. Five is ridiculous. You've never. Listen, this, a four is as close to. This may be Mount Rushmore. You can't. You. Mount Rut, no way. Of Joe's guests? No, I disagree. Of course you do. Disagree. It's not Shane Dorian, I'll give you that. Not of, ge- <laughs> not of guests, I mean. <laughs> I mean, he, he, yeah, worked, right. he worked with Kanye West. Well, They could have talked, you name. Well, he's very topical right now. I'm surprised they didn't talk about that. And Joe's such a fanboy. I don't think, I don't think you could find Rick Rubin talking. Trash about anybody. No. He's not on that wavelength. Yeah. He doesn't know what that even means. That wouldn't be making the best album possible. No. Danzig, ACDC, Tom Petty. Oh, ACDC. There's another uh, uh, Angus Young. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even close, know the other close, guy's close, name. Tell me the fucking lead singer's name. Well, he wasn't the OG singer, though, it was right? was two different guys. He so produced yeah, Mr. Hanky Well, Poo? name one of them, Matt. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo? Yeah. What the hell is that? From it's South Park. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. He loves me and I so love you. So how does he produce that song? You know what I mean? He showed up on set that day to help with one song about poo? They play it. He goes, yeah. I, I can add something to that. They almost have it. No. Again, or, or he, he likes says, I don't feel like you guys believe in yourself. Okay. This is, I don't even get board. it. Keep going, actually. I want to hear other Neil things Neil Diamond. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Saul Williams, that sounds fucking I don't know sketchy. What that is, yeah. Audio Slave, Aerosmith, 
Macy Macy Gray. That was a huge album, even if you don't like it. Shakira. Dixie Shakira. Chicks. Linkin Park. Kanye West. Weezer. Metallica. The Yvette Brothers, which he loves. Little John, Slipknot. There's no rhyme or reason to it at all. Kid, Kid Rock, not. Adele. What, what the? I got you guys all new masks. <laughs> I think you were doing it wrong. We're going to show your faces. ZZ Top, Lana This Del Rey, has been all wrong. Black Sabbath, Eminem, which I did not like his collab with Eminem. So keep going, keep going. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. Yep. Because you've said a whole bunch of things, they all have something in common, except yeah, for Rick Rubin. Except for the poop one. That's the only odd man out of this Rick Rubin discography. You Why too. again? I bet they were fans of Rick Rubin. They're like, oh "Why don't you God. come into the studio?" Justin Timberlake, Future Sex Love Sounds. Did Which, he? Wow. Did he do? Like it. Did he do Drake? No, no I don't think he's working. No Drake. Drake. No Drake wow. in his well, he will. At too some many point. Jews in the room. <laughs> right, but unfortunately now he's doing the Imagine Dragons, so Jewish? it's really fun apart. Of course, he's yeah. half. Yeah. half that's Jewish. how he's. Jewish. That's how he's at the top. He's half a Jew. He's, he's the second Jew- a Jew got into the rap Jewish. game. The second, yeah, the second a Jew got into the rap game, they were like, we got to put this guy in the top. He had a Hall of Fame career, and then he worked with the Imagine Dragons, and he's just throwing it all away. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the only um, the only down point. Eh? <laughs> yeah, he could have talked about just about Public Enemy. He could just about anything, and I always want him to take my money. Yeah, I might buy the book. All right, well, that's it. That's an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. How incredible of you. Maybe you're willing to go a step further. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you get the post show. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit. You'll also get uh, new and old episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show where we go back, listen to old episodes, and do the same shit we do here. And uh, you'll get some, I don't know, some extra stuff. We got to do this basketball challenge. Soon. I got I to gotta work this out. Uh, other than that, there's a YouTube. If you want to watch some clips, youtube.com slash podcast. That is it. We hope you have a great week. We hope you stay safe. We hope you have a great weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open.